Uh, and, oh, there it is. I think we're actually working. Do you want to? Okay. You know, I'm looking. Is I it see. Up now? Is it up? I see the the um, the audio heartbeat. Think you want to do a show? Let's do a show. You got your uh, you got your hard drive plugged in. Yeah, I do. I'm out of space. I don't know. Here's the thing. Between my phone and my computer, I I literally will get it brand new. Three days later, I'm it's out full. of space. Well, because they all sync up and all the other, it, it just makes copies of everything. And but what do I have? I I don't even know what I have inside this thing that I'm storing. I've tried, I, and it's always other. It's not. It's nothing more than like you have 475 gigabytes of other. That's what it says when you yeah. run diagnostics. Yeah. There's like you have nothing, and then nothing, and then. <laughs> The rest of it is other, and you're like, "What's other?" What's I have 15 photos, but like, yeah, because I've taken out a lot of photos. I've taken out. I'm, I'm actually doing okay on storage. I'm not trying to brag. Oh, that's but, a hot uh, brag. That's that's better than usually your Tumblr brag. My Tumblr brag. What, what is that thing called? It's not a. T- <laughs> I'm not making. I'm not making cocktails, dude. It's my travel mug. Travel mug. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Travel Mug Huck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. I want you know to give myself a nickname. I knew people in college that gave themselves nicknames. Yeah. I'm going to give myself a nickname. That first uh, rule number one, never yeah. never no self-nickname. You cannot give That's, yourself. You can't walk into a room. should be an actual law that you cannot do. Uh, we all know the person that did, but I, you got to be real careful with that because with the beard, you could actually have a success called Travel Mug Huck. <laughs> you could seri- you'd be selling travel mugs. See that guy with the travel mug cart? And then he tells jokes on the side? Every People people have it. People use the hook as part of their name, and that creates success for them. So just I've never I've never done that. I've never done like a, a Huck You t-shirt or... No, it's Travel Mug Huck. Oh, that's, what, that's where yeah, I would start? Yeah, it'll be a cartoon picture of you on a t-shirt holding a mug, which is like... The travel Mug's a little bit bigger than than like regular size, yeah. right? Like it's a little bit... 7-Eleven oversized. size, yeah. Like big Gulp Travel Mug. Oh, yeah, Big Gulp, because that's hilarious, right? Guys, if you want to invest in this project, uh, send check or money order to <laughs> P.O. Box... Do they still do those commercials? I don't know, but we should start doing it and see if anyone sends us anything. Uh, probably not. That's why they stopped doing those commercials. So, Do you think that people... Would you guys send us stuff if we... Who are you talking to right now? I'm talking to the people listening. <laughs> you know they're not going to answer right now. Right? I'm not expecting okay. an well, answer. Well, no, it's the first time you've ever done that. I just want to make sure that <laughs> you... I want to make sure you understand. I, direct, I, I directly addressed the uh, our listenership. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Back to asking the question. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, would you guys... If we had a P.O. box, would you mail us like artwork that you drew of us? From pictures you found online, I don't know about. To, we'll, we'll find out. Wait, what? If okay, right. we had a PO box, just tell them exactly what you want. Don't ask. Just say this is what you would like, and see if anybody responds to you. Do draw, I? draw pictures of me and Brian. Start again, but be more like kind, like <laughs> up, up front, because <laughs> you can't. Hey, hey, I'm right talking now, to you. Right, Get right up now. You're kind of Get yelling up. at people put and that demanding. Bong, put that bong down. I'm talking to you. Draw pictures of me and Brian. We want artwork for the show. But we need to know that you'll do that. So respond to us in the email, and then if you like it, we'll set up a P.O. box. I would anonymous guys. At I bet email. nobody responds. Or contact either one of us on Facebook. Yeah. I, I, talk to my people. Oh. I'm going to get people. Okay. I'm going to get people. Yeah. I, too much interaction with the public now. I'm going to get some people. Yeah, you know, to stand around me so that other people can't see me. What do you think of my fake uh, vomit and poop? It's pretty sweet, huh? Uh, this looks like salsa, by the way. Uh, this looks. I was like, <laughs> did you spill been. salsa all over the table? And then I was like, oh, I bet that's supposed to be. And then at first I was like, did the cat just throw up? For like that was a split second. And I was like, it's too shiny. Yeah, I with the young kids have definitely. Uh, we're in the midst of comedy hijinks in the house. Um, oh, they place this around, and then yeah, you... and it's always the same. It's like, dad, dad, the dog pooped on the floor. Oh, they call and I was you like, over. Okay, because we've done this for four days straight, so. And I and then I'm like, okay, I'm kind of being a douche, like an adult douche. Like, 
This is what they want to do. This is simple joys and humor for them. Yeah, exactly. You got to repeat, 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 yeah. repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. So, oh I mean, my God, I, the poop. Oh my God, the poop. Oh my God, the poop. Over and over and again. They're just going to be like, oh my God, Dad said poop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, this well, is the best. Actually, shit's what they hear more than poop here. But you, uh, uh, no need to talk about this stuff. This is a treat we'll share with our, our guest because I gave him um, a, a special poop too. But you said there was something that you wanted to tell me. Uh. You're handsome, dude. Uh, oh, two pieces of big news. Big news. Do we? Uh, let's bring the. Do I have big in. news stuff? D- uh, no, I don't have big news. Let's bring our guest, and then we can talk about right, the news, okay. so that he can share in the glorious news. Uh, our guest, don't it's talk. Fun. Don't talk. Uh, not introduced yet. <laughs> uh, our, our, you are so close, dude. Our, our, so close. So good. Our guest today uh, ranked in the 800s in the world of in comedy of tennis. Oh, okay. Uh, hilarious stand-up comic, television host, mm. comment section. Mm. My pick to win this entire hosting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Costa, everybody. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Which part of that introduction are you most proud of? <laughs> um, well, I think I think that introduction you, you stated uh, my ranking in the world in tennis. I mean, that was you know eleven years ago, but it would be awesome <laughs> if I was still ranked that. <laughs> Um, I'm off the computer now. How do you, you, you? It's not easy to be ranked. Just so we're clear, it doesn't not, matter whether it's 800 or yeah, yeah, 18. I mean, it's it's by far like the thing, the most difficult thing I've done. But what also is funny about it is when I tell people what my and that was the highest I was ever ranked. That's my career high. Oh, was was when what I, was the exact number? 864. Okay. When I tell people my greatest, in my opinion, life achievement, they always just laugh and they go like. I didn't even know they ranked that many. You know, it's like, hey, I, you know, that was kind of, I was kind of proud of that for a second. Yeah, so that's because it's it's a worldwide ranking. This isn't you. like eight hundred in Detroit, right? No, no, no. You weren't insulted to me at all. No, no, no. no, no. What, what I also remind people is like, I was ranked that number for like five days, you know, and then I went back down to like then, the two thousands. What, 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 what caused many, the ranking? What there's, was a lot, the event? there's a lot of questions happening at once. I mean, <laughs> which caused the ranking? What what's what what I will say what, it again? Was there a specific event that you won that that put you in and then you lost? Well, the next so event in tennis you, you accumulate points. Every time you win a match, you accumulate points, and at that towards point, your career towards uh, for one calendar year, oh, okay, you accumulate as many points. So if you win the U.S. Open, you get a thousand points. Okay, I was winning one round at a. Uh, synonymous to a double A, single A baseball level tournament. I w- if I would beat John Huck in that tournament, I would get one point. Oh, so wow. I had my total amount of points was like 17 ATP points. And again, if you win one round at a Grand Slam, you get like 300 points. So okay. I mean, it's just like. You know, minor league baseball players, what do they make a week? Like $119? Yeah, man, it's not good. It's not good. I mean, I remember one one time I lost in the second round in uh, a tournament in Zihuatanejo, Mexico, which is w- the city where Andy Dufresne escapes prison to in the oh, Shawshank. Yeah. The, those were the kind of cities I was playing uh. in. I, I made $119, and my hotel hotel bill was like 1200 You know, oh, you, like, you, you don't just, get compensated. No, you, 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 all of your travel... Uh, is, on you don't, you. is on you. You get like equipment and stuff, but that's the sponsor thing. So depending on your level of sponsorship, some of that stuff will be taken care of. But at the level you were at, it was yeah, on like you. some. You know, I always it kind of sucks being from the United States sometimes because we're so dense in population that if I was from like a tight, like if I was like uh, from Ecuador, 
you know, I would get like Ecuadorian Tennis Federation money, okay. right? You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't right. be a lot of money, but it would still right. be, be they have a federation. Yeah. You know, and there'd so, be a stipend for you to travel, yeah, for you to yeah. get hotels. Yeah. And, and, and you would sleep with like the hottest Ecuadorian girl, which is still I'm sure better than super hot. Super hot. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, in the States, I was 900 in the world in tennis, and I was still like 100 in the United States. You know, was that my throat, or was yeah, that, that was I don't know what that, that was. was uh, it's amazing though. If that was your throat, getting, getting, <laughs> <laughs> that's a special skills. It's the first time our guest has died <laughs> during a performance. All right, it's more of an everybody. <laughs> um, oh man. So we'll get back to Thank tennis. Thank you for having me. Thank you for yeah. having me. Oh, we'll get back oh. to tennis in a second because I, oh. I, I, I'm intrigued of the, 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 the still of the, of the struggle of we've, wanting yeah, to do that based on what you just to, said, uh, why anyone would uh, want to do it. But yeah. And oh. we've talked to athletes. Uh, no, we we've had We've had some show athletes. Anthony Alabi was in the NFL for five seasons. That's we did tough. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Now he's in every other commercial you see and in every other TV now show. Now he's diabetic with two hip replacements. Actually, and, uh, he went, that's why he got out after he's five smart. years. He's he was like, he saw his relatives who like played 12 seasons and couldn't get off couches and their knees were blown out. And I just saw this this Bears uh, uh, thirty for thirty, and Jim McMahon starts each day doing puzzles, so it's, to save his so, brain, to save his brain. And I'm like, he's either a genius or it's already happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's either. He's either <laughs> and the fridge. You see the fridge in that? He I sits in a vacant house on a chair and drinks eighteen packs of beer. Oh wow! Because he with a cane. That's what Dude, he does. The, fr- the it's fridge sad. is a really sad story. I'm not laughing at Jim McMahon. I'm. This is. It's just. <laughs> well, no, no. I, I think he actually impressed me that he that he was fighting quote unquote fighting potential brain loss. Yeah. I mean, well, pe- people that you, do word puzzles and like crossword puzzles do have sharper brains. Yeah. And, but have you heard his, have you seen the clip of him online? Like, you know, he's got the light sensitivity, yeah. so he's not a dickhead. He has to wear sunglasses because sunglasses, he's going to yeah. get huge headaches. Yeah. yeah. Um, but online he was like, he actually talked about specifically how the NFL, you know, why is marijuana on the banned substance Correct. list? Correct. It's, it's on the banned substance list because they don't want you to medicate with marijuana because marijuana is a pain reliever and it's a natural pain reliever. Whereas what the NFL does is get in cahoots with the drug companies and just push pills down everybody's All day throat. long. So it's just like if whatever ails you, they got a pill for it. You know what I mean? That's I what love that he just took that on. I agree. And what that does he was, have to lose? Like, the NFL, awesome. has, he's not going to get into the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, uh, I love that he was like, you know, he goes. If I had a gun, I would have killed myself. And it's like, yeah, oh, that's dude, our but that's, sports hero saying that. But it's and no, that's, it, and it's as valuable. brutal as that sounds, yeah. that is very valuable yeah. information, and yeah. that says a lot about why maybe people who play in the NFL shouldn't have guns. Why, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's also that interview. Uh, I just applaud Sports Illustrated for actually like. Say, you know, airing ESPN would never oh, show no. that. You ever. Can, you, you cannot can, go against anything. the NFL yeah, on correct. ESPN. That, yeah. That's it. That's ESPN. All they do is beat off nonstop yes. to the NFL and the NBA. Yes. That's all they care about. They will shove it up your buttholes. Yeah. They don't care. They're the worst. They are a terrible sports network. As a, as a tennis fan, you know, I'll watch. Like I remember, Federer and Nadal had that epic five set Wimbledon final. It was like seven hours. Okay, mm-hmm. it was like the greatest match of all time. And Sports Center's like. Uh, greatest tennis match of all time. Here's match point. Okay, LeBron getting off an airplane, and I'm like, uh-huh. you're going to show one point yeah. of that, but yeah. they don't. It doesn't. But that's get, why now you have the yeah. tennis network, so you yeah. watch that, and sure. I watch MLB Network and the yep. NHL Network. Say, there's plenty of options. Yeah, that's. Yep. The, but that's what's what's funny is that for a, a, you know I used to 
put ESPN on the ESPN on in the morning. Yeah, it would stay on all day. Yeah, that's where I got all my information. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> your news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, sorry. So we talked about sports a little bit there, but no, I, don't, I two, you, two pieces of great news. Uh, yes, your great news. Yes, uh, first piece of great news. Um, a friend of mine who went to prison for fourteen years a wow. while ago was <laughs> this didn't see this news? one coming. <laughs> Ended up on the deferment on the um, on the uh, commuted sentence list that Obama just put. Oh, out. okay. All right, I see. He where gets going out with this. Okay. next Wednesday. He was supposed to get out in November of twenty seventeen. Okay. Wow, because Obama. Uh, is, are these official pardons? No, these are not pardons. These aren't pardons. These are commuted sentences. So he still has to come out and go to a halfway house. But he got 14 years for selling drugs to an undercover cop. Oh, wow. But he was completely set up by the system, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. A guy came to him and was like, hey, man. And my friend was like, it was like Carlito's way. Yeah. He was like, hey, I thought you were, my buddy was like, I thought you were in jail. He's like, no, man, I got out. I fought that case. I got out. And he was like, oh. So they hung out for a little while. And then like within a week, this guy was like, hey, man, I need five pounds of meth. Yeah. And this guy was like, dude, I am not a meth dealer. Like he dabbled in some weed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was yeah. Like, and he's just a genuinely nice guy. He's he, like one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. So this guy just kept flashing cash. Like the same thing happened to my brother with the car parts thing a long time ago. But this guy just kept flashing money. And finally, this my friend was like, Okay, I'll make a couple phone calls. Yeah. And of course, he, he they found, got you. found it right away. And this guy had p- said he could pinpoint, he could find, he could get the LAPD, the, the meth kingpin of Los Angeles. And he set my friend up to be that guy. So then my friend so like had to go, and it was like a first-time offense. It was a nonviolent offense. And for some reason, the judge was like, you get 14 years. Well, that's the problem with all of these is that they're nonviolent. I yeah. mean, I do understand if you're if you're standing in front of a middle school, you know, t- making kids try drugs, it's like, oh, dude, that's, but this, not, that's a different thing. That's a different yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah, but this yeah. is so he's going to be out. Yeah. So he gets out next. How Wednesday. long was he in? Uh, he was he did about uh, t- about ten. Wow. He and still how did do you 10, just though. not just fill with? bitterness and well, hatred and come out and just start I, murdering I think, people. I think that's you part go, of the concern is yeah. all this incarceration yeah. in the first place. For a nonviolent what, what, what ends up happening to these people is you go in nonviolent, you come out, no one wants to hire you, you get yeah. angrier and angrier and you were and screwed in the first place. Yeah. Or even if you weren't screwed, fine, yeah. you make a yeah. mistake. Yeah, you make but a mistake. you, you yeah. sit for so long and you're you're seen a certain you're you're, you're yeah. the society treats you a certain way. You're kind of screwed for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the leg up thing is just gone. The yeah. the the. By the way, everyone hates the fact that Obama is doing this. But when I say everyone, certain types of people have sure. already said, "Great, yeah, thanks, Obama. Thanks for bringing out all the bad guys." As if no other oh, president's yeah. ever done this before. My friends, didn't Clinton, didn't Clinton like triple the uh, amount of pardons like of any yes. other president ever? Yeah. Like, yeah. so again, <laughs> but this is so you know. I mean, listen, this is good news because yeah. if 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 people that are getting out are anything like my friend, if they're even like half the human being this guy is, then yeah, then they don't deserve to be in there for that that long. Yeah, and, and also to be clear. They didn't just blindly start releasing people. They no, they looked yeah, into it yeah. and know who they're releasing. This yes, guy yes. did 10, 15 years for like, come on, dude. Like it's yeah. everyone involved in his case that went to prison is either out or dead at this point. Wow. Like he, you know, he he deserves to be out. Um so anyway, we're, that's we're that's super good. happy. Yeah, he gets out uh, next Wednesday. Um, and it'll be on the show next Thursday. Yep. Uh, yeah, do, oh, <laughs> we will gotta... definitely have him. I've visited him a bunch of times. About podcasting? Um, yeah. That's all you talked about the whole time you were there? <laughs> yeah, hey, you, visit, you visited him. At, is he, was he in a Illinois incarceration? No, Terminal Island. He was. He's okay. uh, down by Long Beach. So, so, it's, always, it's always an island, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's not really. It's more like Terminal Isthmus. It's yeah. like a connected piece of <laughs> land. That's scary. But um, but yeah, I went and visited, and it was it was a... 
It's not the orange jumpsuit, I'm going to shank you prison. It's the beige Dickies work boots we play on a softball team prison. Okay. If that makes any sense, like federal. No, because I'm not very that familiar with prison. I don't have too many points of reference. Well, I'll tell you this. There's a lot (laughs) of razor wire. There's a lot of razor wire everywhere. Oh, Uh, man. It was uncomfortable, and I always had to bring fucking quarters because that's all the vending machines took, and you can't bring paper money in. Oh, I thought you meant to just throw them on the ground and watch people chase after them. Right. No, because it was like you got to buy them food when you get there. It's like, you want a honey bun? Do you want a a Mountain Dew Code Red? Like Always this garbage. He was like, when I get out of here, I'm never using a microwave again. I'm never eating out of a vending machine again. And I go, those are good things. And then I was like, do some push-ups. They get their own food. Those are their treats, if you will. If you have cash, you can get these other things. Is that it? Yeah, they have garbage food. It's garbage food. Did, Did you ever see that 60 minutes on how other countries uh, first world nations do prison no is it, it, op- I'll do, it it opens with this man riding his bike around a lake with his wife and two kids okay <laughs> and, and they're having a picnic and then it goes they say his name and he's like was incarcerated for a murder two years ago and ever on sundays he gets to spend with his family a free man and this was and they're like we're not trying to punish him we're trying to rehabilitate him and like to take you away from your family and children, they do that, but only six out of seven days a week. And like, wow. if you are well behaved, you can spend Sunday with your family. That sounds like, like if you murder someone, you get like a sweet vacay, and, and, and you're like, well, no, no, no wife he, for a week. He, he's still, <laughs> he's still in prison. Yeah, but they're just trying to help him, you know, as opposed to like. Making him worse. It's just our system is so screwed. Our system was set up on a lot of oppression and anger. Yeah. Not not just yeah. our not not just our prison. I think just our, the United States. It seems like it, yeah. w- it was set up on a very like the, the people escaped to be free, and then they instantly created a yeah. new form of like yeah. mental oppression and anger. It's just it's a weird thing. Well, when are you, you look familiar back on with it. Catholicism? Because I've that, heard of it. I mean, that's like. If I feel like all of our laws came from that base, or you know, it's all just like we're going to shame you and guilt you and make you feel terrible at all times. <laughs> is there a second piece of great news? <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Uh, I officially became an uncle on Sunday. Whoa! Somebody's a big uh, boy, almost. Uh, uh, unk it up. Unk, unk it up. Unk it up. I'm going to unk it up. That's my new TV show. It's going to be called Unked Up. Unked up. It's oh, just going to be. One. It's going to be uncles drinking uh, a uh, bunch of Miller Lite, listening to Motorhead, and then performing pointless feats of strength. It's going to be. Oh, that's cool. Pretty um, awesome. Yeah. Where's the kid involved in this? He's it's in all the about room? the unk, dude. Uh, Sponsored okay. by. I already, I already texted my brother and his wife. Tumbler. Tumbler. Huck. Tuck. Huck. Humbler. <laughs> tuck. Huck. Tuck. Huck. Humbler. Is that what it was? Hi. Tuck. Huck. How are you? <laughs> um, I already texted. Um, my brother's wife and was like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm pretty tired already being an uncle. Like yeah, I tough. have to do all the heavy lifting exhausted. and like yeah. parents have it easy. They just have to raise the kid. I got to be, like you got to be cool. Uncle a ro- all the time. A role model yeah, yeah. all the time yeah. for this kid. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Can you just send him the, uh, the, um, just the soundbite of, of Trump constantly uh, talking positive about babies and then going out. I'm serious. Get the baby out of here. Why, why would you think? <laughs> And just be like, just so you know, that's kind of going to be me when the baby's I'm, in the... I'm the when un- you come to visit, at Uncle first they'll be like, oh, that's cute. Okay, can you get the baby out of the room? Yeah, let's party. <laughs> did, wait, did that? Did he actually do that? <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah, he baby. kicked a big baby out of his uh, speech. <laughs> Are you... Look, I don't support Trump. I'm not voting for Trump. This is, but this I, is, how, this is how Costa stirs it up, though. He's like, I don't think he's as bad as everybody. I do, it, I do think every time I check Twitter's trending... It's some outlandish thing Trump did, and then you click it and you read it actually, and it's not that outlandish. So I just wonder, like, every time a a Trump supporter sees that stuff, it just makes them 
believe in Trump more. Correct. Yes. It doesn't help at all. I'm because not. I don't idiots. like Trump. <laughs> I'm not voting for Trump. I think he's an idiot. No, but, uh, but the like, media, the media has it, helped him it, along it, the way. It helps him more or less. Absolutely. Here's the thing. Racist, racist Trump said this, and you read what he said, and you're like, oh, that's stupid that he said that. But yeah. I wouldn't call it like and hail Hitler. Correct. Right. But you have to put it in perspective. It's like he's entertaining, and you should stay in the entertainment correct. world. Correct. And stay out of the political world. I agree. That, that's you. the difference. It's just like I yeah. don't just go be in the WWE. Run for president of the WWE. It's refreshing that someone is shooting off the hip, but that person should be the fun uncle, the cousin that drank too much right. at the family reunion. Right. It shouldn't be the president of the, of the United, United States. States. Right. Look, that whole thing spiraled out of, out of control. And as I said to my wife over and over and over again, you you reap what you sow, and that yeah. that that world has created this and and he, yeah. he i i think the whole thing kind of happened a little bit on accident but kind of on purpose because it was created that way yeah but whatever i think it'll all come out in the wash but still it's just the fact that it has gotten this far is just mind-boggling it's mind-boggling i i i never would have thought he'd be this far and if he, if if he becomes president it is gonna be crazy crazy stuff man I, don't know. I think I, I I do subscribe to what everybody else thinks that either he's going to bail beforehand or he's going to bail afterwards. Even though he is, he looks like he's believing all this. I think at some point every human being has to realize when they are in over their head. Even how, the most, how would he bail? Why would he bail before? Well, he's, he's kind of setting the, it up to do so. If, if you he think bails about before it. September first, then the party can squeeze other candidates on the ballot in certain states. They're going to lose no matter what if this ha- if that happens. Which will still but. be a so complete do you think he, he destruction just, of, the, of just, the party at this point. <laughs> but if he waits till after, if he does it on the second, they have no chance, and then, it, then she'll run this unopposed. This fucking guy is going to go all the way and, and, and try to win. I, I mean, of course we want that him to bail, but there's no chance. I think he will only because, to me, I just look at this as brand building. Yeah. It's just more yeah. money in his pocket, yeah. even, even if he loses. I mean, if, yeah, if the guy well, loses and 49% of America votes for him, that's 49% of the people who invest in right. future Trump's sure. whatever the fuck, 49% right? 49% of the yeah. people we need to ship to an island yeah. set on fire. <laughs> well, some of those people are just like, they just they don't even pay attention. They're just, they vote party line. They don't care. It's like they don't, they're not really, it's, there's a small segment in, like in, any, in anything that gets really extreme. And obviously you see those uh, you know, being he, posted online all the time. But he, it's just too extreme. He people that are like that like Trump are responding to people. Uh, they hate political correctness. Yes, and I live in. I'm from Michigan. You guys, I know you're Illinois. I don't know where you're from. Wisconsin. But, Wisconsin. Oh, right. Okay. You know, we all know. Nice to be with Midwest people. It, it there's a there's a different system of belief over there that's like they hate this PC world and. Here in, in LA, you kind of hate it, but you're like you're just forced to interact with so many different types of people, and it's like you can't. It just doesn't work. It doesn't. But like they're just responding to him shooting off the hip. They're just responding to that. Well, the, I agree. I agree in the sense that I, I don't think. Yeah, they're responding to him shooting off the hip, and and people might hate the PC world, but like there's also certain things that you have to evolve. Sure. And and, and I don't care where you live. You should evolve as well, there, correct? There, and, and I unless can, you're I, over eighty and you're Clint Eastwood, then and you point, now you have not a now you have. And I liked how Clint Eastwood comes out. Brian's like, oh, now he's saying this. I hope there's not a scandal. Like it was what? a joke. Oh, I was like, remember when, remember when everybody <laughs> said, remember when Cosby started getting older and they started speaking up. 
Yeah. And people started getting mad at him for speaking up. Yeah. yeah. Because I think you know, I think you get to a certain age where you're like, fuck it, I've earned it. I'm gonna say whatever the fuck well, I want. I'm on I'm on the back nine. My father is I mean, he's taken that approach since the age of sixty. Like, you know, just openly he's like that those are bad parents over there we're at a restaurant i'm like that, yeah. that, that everyone can hear you including the parent and <laughs> it just stopped you know they are they are okay great dad but he doesn't give a fuck yeah. no you get to a give, give i don't i don't give a fuck yeah. age and that yeah. and and so be it <laughs> yeah i don't you know i don't know who who wrote but he's like calling everyone with well, a pussy generation or whatever <laughs> yes, he was saying yeah, yeah. and i don't know if it was it was <laughs> either eli olsberg yeah or uh i think it was eli olsberg i got a or well, anyway, but the the, the post was well, pussy <laughs> pussy generation. The hardest job Clint Eastwood's ever had was being the mayor of Carmel, California. <laughs> like, like what is he? Th- he's been an actor forever. Yeah, like, yeah. what is he? I mean, how hardcore is he? What is yeah. he talking about? Well, people, uh, <laughs> he's that, not out chopping down fucking trees no, and like no. moving boulders, and he's not a prison guard. He's not. He's a fucking actor. Every person always talks about, you know, it used to be better when the good life, right? Sure. It's su- that's subjective, though. Sure. Yes. Your good life is subjective. I didn't live your life. I don't know what makes a good life for tennis, you. Tennis, baby. Tennis and yeah. Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, it's so subjective when people are like, ah, it was so much better back in the 60s. For some people, yes. Yeah. And then there are then other people that are the... like, it was fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah what was family. better? The fire hoses? Was that better yeah. for people? Yeah. Was that what yeah. the But fuck? I understand their point of reference. Films? It was better for them. Yeah. It was. But it goes back to the evolution thing. It's like, you know, everybody has to move forward. Stop fearing any skin color that is a tad bit darker than yours or. You know, somebody that's from China or, you know what I mean? Like, there's always some reason to fear somebody else from Correct. somewhere else when they Correct. don't look like you. But the, the fear is all, I mean, for the most part, it's, it's mental. It's in your head. You know what I mean? It's in your head. It's like, but it's, yeah. this is why in the movie Independence Day really <laughs> sums it all. Because, yeah. because uh-huh. they, and they if aliens do attack, we are going to have to come together. We're yeah. No matter together. what, you know? Yeah, think about that. Think Starship about that. Troopers kind of taught us that. Yeah, exactly. If it's giant ants coming to attack you. Stranger Things. Oh, I like that. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I, I am going to. I liked it. I'm going to. Well, you know, here's the thing with that. If you like 80s movies and you want to feel a tad bit nostalgic yeah. about it, you're going to be hooked immediately. Well, like, that immediately was, you're going to get hooked. That was my complaint with, with The Wedding Singer. Everyone said The Wedding Singer was so good, and I was like, it's not good. It's just 80s stuff, and it re- reminded us of being 80s. Oh, I like The Wedding Singer. I Did think that, you? That's a funny movie. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got to go. <laughs> What? I, what do you, I, I did dislike it. It was just like, oh, cool. They got the they got the T-shirt right. They got right, the song yeah. right. What the do car- you think comedically? Obviously, you you, you, yeah. you you you've been successful in the world of comedy, but everybody has influences and reference points for their own personal sure. tastes. Last decade, what would you classify as a a, a a comedy that you believe actually holds it its own and is just a what you would classify as a great comedy? A great comedy. A TV show, I, I would, I would assume. No, t- movie. Oh, a movie. Yeah, a movie. Like I, that, we can, like you know, a lot with... of us can reference, like, oh, Stripes, Caddyshack, whatever. But in the last decade, since the two thousands or whatever, what would you classify as yeah. a a home run that people will reference for the next thirty? I mean, years? one of my favorite clips that I still will go to a couple times a month, it on YouTube is. Will Ferrell and Anch- Anchorman saying milk was a bad choice. I mean, I mean do, do you remember? It's like hot out. It's so hot. It's so milk hot. Milk was, was a bad choice. Yes. And I saw that movie in the theater and thought it was okay, but it just, it, it has d- definitely aged well. It has aged well. Anchorman. It really the has aged well. Best thing Anchorman did was 
Because I was hooked for this. The first fucking shot of him in that mustache, I was like, I'm seeing this fucking yeah. movie. Like, yeah. I was in. Yeah. But then they, I watched the preview, and the preview, the trailer, whatever it was they were showing on TV, was this fucking, like, two minutes of just pure comedy. And I was like, did I just see the whole fucking yeah, movie I just see right everything? there in that yeah. trailer? And then I went, and the first five minutes of the movie uh, is every commercial that they ran. And then the movie starts. Right. So you only oh, see cool. you only see that shit the first couple minutes. Yeah. Like you, oh, come look at how good looking I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. They do all that shit right up top, and then the yeah, movie starts. Did. And then his character is there, and it, you, it's, I, I, I laughed it, my ass off. In it's that a movie. funny movie. Along came Polly is a very funny movie. I'm guarantee you, you didn't expect me to say that. I no. didn't. Uh, I didn't. I think it just. It's it's just I think it was underrated at the time. I think it's very very funny. You don't see it very often now. Did you ever see uh, We're the or the Millers? Yeah, it's funny. I love yes, that. It's movie. fucking funny. Jason Sudeikis is really funny. In there's that movie. almost like a uh, there's almost the opposite of Anchorman two. It's like don't push the comedy that hard. And if it really is just funny, like comedy fans will find it and love it. But we are the mill. I don't I don't remember them advertising like I mean remember how Anchorman two pissed everybody off because like the 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 promos for it were, I mean, it was everywhere. Like, it was so yeah. annoying. It was so done. And then you see the movie, and it wasn't that good. I mean, right. Zoolander, Zoolander, to me, the original holds up. I know I'm probably saying popular comedy movies, but I think no, I'm those... No, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think those are those do with, withstand the test of time. I mean, one that doesn't withstand the test of time, that's a maybe... A, uh, there's a lot, but I can't think of one right now. But Soul Man. <laughs> Soul Man. <laughs> I don't think that stands the test I mean, of time. A lot like, of comedy. I mean, now you watch Top Gun. Now you think it was a comedy, yeah. you know? <laughs> and you're like, I can't believe we ever thought this was sweet. At one point, they showed the same dogfight sequence like for the fifth time. <laughs> you're like, they only bought like three clips from the Air Force. Just kept airing. And they just kept airing the same. Can we bucket. space these out at all? <laughs> it's starting to look like, like a pattern. How did I not think? How did I take this movie seriously? You well, know? because then you saw Iron <laughs> Eagle and you're like, Top Gun is better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, I guess there's always a point of reference, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to... Oh, uh, Goon. Have you seen Goon? That's yeah, a, yes. that's a funny that's movie. That's a really, really funny good. movie. It Obviously, was, it would never be hugely successful because it's it's it's, it's, it's a, a it's subculture. Hockey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's really well but done. But that was like a straight to DVD. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jay Bouchanel wrote that movie. I yeah. believe that was uh, a funny movie. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I'm trying to think of. Um, uh, I thought Bridesmaids was one of those movies. Bridesmaids that you're definitely about. is one. Uh, you just, didn't. You I, didn't. I just don't think women are funny. You know? and then, <laughs> yeah, Bridesmaids was great. Bridesmaids was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It was just, and it was just one of those things. Like me and Brian saw it in a theater, and we didn't. We didn't know anything. There we was no yeah. pre. There was no expectation. Yeah. I hadn't seen a trailer. I was like, I like Kristen Wiig. She's funny. She's so funny. Yeah, and and she boom, just the movie. plays that kind of you know who's flawed <laughs> character. <clears throat> what are John Hamm's best roles too? Yeah, when he in drives away and he's like, he's like. <laughs> You used me, you know. <laughs> he takes off. Yeah, that movie was uh, was really funny. I think that one would definitely hold the test. I'm trying. What did I just? I just watched. There's that. not a lot. I mean, though. old school oh, hot tub time machine too. I don't know if okay. anyone has I seen haven't, that movie. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. But I watched it the other day, and it, it's as good as the first one. Yeah, I thought it was really. Funny. That was funny. That was really funny the hardest I've ever laughed. In a movie theater, any time in my life. I mean, I I truly fell out of the chair, and you've seen. So many bad copies of this scene uh, since, but when Will Ferrell shot himself in the neck with the dart, oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they slowed the, the sound crazy, down, man. and he's like, <laughs> and, I mean, you've seen that a bunch now. Everyone's been shot with a dart, and they slow the sound down. That that had me falling over, and both, but I guess both, I do like Will Ferrell a lot, but 
That scene alone was just like uh, <coughs> Jim Carrey did that in Ace Ventura too. With the he's like five oh, darts uh, is three too many or whatever it was. Too much. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe <coughs> just I really have a thing for darts. Yeah, <laughs> like a big dart humor guy. Not Will Ferrell, just the darts. <laughs> darts. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, yeah. I was I was almost combined told. darts and Will Ferrell. That's true. Oh my God. What, Ace Ventura two. That was before old school. Oh, was yeah. that old school that he got yeah. shot in the neck? Yeah. Oh man, I I don't remember them slowing the the sound down. In they Ace didn't Ventura. they didn't slow it down. Yeah, he just yeah. said, he slowed himself down. Yeah. He's like oh, 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 yeah. little little uh, little see, little little tidbit that you guys probably don't know, but Ooh. I did a reality version of uh, Old School. Oh what? yeah, for MTV. Yeah, did you? Yeah, <laughs> to promote old, the movie Old School, uh, they sent me down to Long Beach with a couple other guys. And uh, somebody you know, Scotty Ward, was was part of that. All right, and okay. go stay. We spent a weekend in a uh, frat at house. a frat house. No way. Oh yeah. Can and you the po- first can you night- post that on the Hollywood Anonymous Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, are there links uh, to this. I don't see the thing is I don't think I can post. I tried posting something the other day that I made, yeah. and Facebook went no. And then it said, if you truly, if you're truly going to post this and it's all your property, then you need to give us your phone number, your mailing address. Fuck like it asked all this shit, and I was like, well, then you know what. I don't know why you need my fucking home address to post something on Facebook. Then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Back to YouTube I go. Did you see that there was a picture of uh, Zuckerberg in his office recently, and he had tape over the webcam? And it was like you had to zoom in to see that, but like computer nerds went like nuts. Like, here's, here's Facebook's creator. Using is tape it, over is entrusting his webcam, and it's like, why do any of us not have tape on our webcam? Yeah. No, there's yeah. some truth to that. Yeah, there's some truth Where's to that. The tape? Yeah. Where's the tape? God, man, that is going to be some sweet beat off face they're going to get out yeah. of me if they just look at that oh, webcam. Yeah. <laughs> no, but imagine they can get your beat off face <clears throat> or beat off video, mm. and now they fucking reach out to you and say, "Give us a thousand dollars, or we're going to upload your YouTube." Well, you know what? Then they'd be uploading everybody. I so, go. Well, that's I the go. Thing. Well, like, enjoy <laughs> that. Facebook is. Been nice knowing you, everybody. But this is what it looked like when I beat off. Unfortunately, they would at this point. There is no such thing as a pure human being. Correct. So Correct. it's like if you want to start playing that game, then I'm just trying to say that decency everybody. is gone. When yeah. the internet, the internet was invented in like 1983. That's the last de- decent time ever. People were like, hey, and then they found the internet. And any guy who was like, I'm decent. I'm like, let me see your last hundred internet searches. It's like, I spilled uh, coffee on my I, computer. Well, I gotta yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, thinking about this as, as uh, you, you're planning on having kids. You eventually plan on having kids. Some point, I, I don't know you. you know, that's, yeah. the, the thing is, is we're so overexposed online. I mean, imagine trying to raise a kid and trying to tell them what they can and cannot do when they can just pull up some shit that you've done yeah. online yeah. and go, really? You're going to really, tell... Dad? Really? Naked mom, upside down cake stand? Yeah. So really, I, I'm, I'm the bad person here? Right? Like, you almost kind of lose that because our parents, I knew nothing about my mom and dad. Like, they presented such a great threshold my of parents purity. had seven pictures. Yeah. That was it. Two of them were like faded out. Yeah, so you like their really wedding couldn't... picture. You know, that was it. There's no pictures. Everything else was, yeah. was, was stories. So there was no fact checking. Correct. So whatever they told you, that's all you knew about them. Correct. You know nothing about they them. They controlled the story. Yes. yes. And, and hence the power, yeah. right? And yeah. influence in the house. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like the people like us, we've lost it all because we just share everything. Just, yeah. we're, we're full on sharers. But it's, it's going to come back to bite a lot of people it's in the Definitely. Ass. And it's also going to be embarrassing for your kids when you're like, hey, man, I saw a video of your dad making some stupid. Doing yeah. a sketch group or something. <laughs> oh, my dad's some, an idiot. I love worst thing. Your dad doing stand up. Oh my god, who's he think he is? Fucking, I think there's some who other people like like uh, Amanda Bynes. I don't know what <laughs> kids think is funny anymore. 
My dad's funnier than your dad. No, he's not. Look at this video of him in yeah. 2006 <laughs> when yeah. he was on an improv team. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah my mom says your dad is a loser because they were in an improv group together. <laughs> Oh, the thing, the harassment that a kid could face because oh, of man. what your parents are posted to. I wonder if millennial kids will be as sharing. You know, like like we're sharing a lot. Kind of, I, I I'm a little weird about sharing. I don't like talking about you know or po- pick and choose. You know, pick and choose. But I, millennials seem like it's just everything is out there. Like everything is out. You know, is snap. it or they created their own narrative? I'm not sure. I'm like, not, that's the thing. I, I don't. Is, are I don't they know. getting you savvy? Yeah, maybe they're getting savvy. And and they know how to they know how to create the narrative. And so maybe they're not sharing what you think that they. Yeah. You know. I don't I, know. I love. I had. The, I have this friend who lives in Newport Beach and and a girlfriend and uh, another friend of my um, uh, one of my wife's friends was like, sounds like Jessica is having so is having like such a great life in Newport Beach, and I was like. Do you talk to her? You know, and, and she's like, no. Like her Facebook is like, and I'm like, yeah, because she posted forty pictures Beach of her pictures. having fun. I mean, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, should, I mean, no. Like her boyfriend got hit by a fucking car, and is like that. She's not posting that picture. Yeah. That doesn't go on fucking no. Facebook. Yeah, but it's like it Some does. Do, it does. It does warp your. Yeah, it warps your sense of what if you buy into it. It warps your yeah. sense of other people. But yeah. then, like you said, some people do. Also, would I rather see forty pictures of someone I don't know having fun, or one correct. post about someone who just got taken off a breathing tube? Yeah. No, correct. It's like, yeah. oh yeah. fuck, yeah. you know. Yeah. Speaking of that, so you're from Michigan. <laughs> Speaking. Oh wait, I want. I want. I want <laughs> is there more good news? Yeah. Well, no, but I want. You were talking about the hardest you ever laughed in a theater. Okay. Oh, that was yeah. That was the. I wanted to. I wanted to go back to that for a quick second because when I was in eighth grade, uh, um, I just well, I well, this all comes around. But when I was in eighth grade, I went on a double date with my friend Glenn, and then these two girls. Was that your first ever eighth grade, Patty? I think it was like right around the time that I thought that I. (sighs) Did you wear cologne? Boobs, boobs were starting. Well, dude, I was so awkward, man. Well, eighth grade dating—that's got to be awkward. So I'm just curious. My parent, my mom, drove us to the movie theater, and like, what if I was like, I stole the car and uh, (laughs) (laughs) tried to make this like. No, but my so, friend served 14 years in prison. He, he, <laughs> he's just getting out now, just because we went to see. Speaking so we went, of commuting sentences, Clinton got you out of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We we went and saw a Naked Gun, and on this date, and I had never seen it before, and they yeah. had never seen it, and the movie started. And then he does the thing where he gets off the plane, and the guy's like, "Frank, they're not here for you." Weird Al Yankovic is on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started laughing <laughs> super hard at that point, and I, and and then the girl was with was like hey, I have to go to the bathroom. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. and, I, and she, her and her friend never, they left and never came back. Yeah, they, they sat they, in the they lobby. They think it was funny. Well, they okay, sat that's in the not lobby a date. the whole time. That's not a date then. That's, but that's but sad. I fucking, well, you're right, me it was and my sad. buddy sat in that theater and I was crying. Yeah. I, everything that happened yeah. in that movie had me in hysterics, dude. It was the funniest thing I'd ever seen on a, on a big screen at that point. He, he, I mean, Naked Gun, awesome. There's another great YouTube clip that I go to sometimes just to make me laugh. And it's, it's Leslie Nielsen, and I and I forget the movie. It, it was Police Squad, a movie or a TV Police show? Police Squad was uh, started well, as a TV show. It that started as a TV a show. Okay. The movie was was uh, Naked Gun whatever, Files from Police Squad. Okay, whatever it, whatever this was, he walks in a room, he says hello to this man at the desk, and the man at the desk says, uh, "Who are you? How did you get in here?" And Leslie Nielsen says, "I'm a locksmith," and. I'm a locksmith, and it is it is the, it is the funny. I think even on YouTube, it's greatest comedy line of all time. And I don't know. I would love to know more about like who wrote it and what movie it came from. But it is just Zucker Brothers, man. They were firing all cylinders. God, back then. that shit funny. <clears throat> well, you got to think. I mean, airplane. The first time you saw airplane. I mean, I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on. A, but know, I, I don't think that stands up. <clears throat> I think. 
I, think I give it the credit it deserves, but I, I tried to watch it recently and it, it could But for not the time, though, but yeah, for yeah. the time, though, I, unbelievable. Sure. Everyone was quoting sure. that stuff. Sure. I Everyone think if you can kind of put your uncle hat on, sure. you can, that movie holds up. Because, <laughs> well, you can do that easily well, now. Yeah. I'm wearing it right now, guys. <laughs> Call me Uncle John from now on. Yeah. Um, Luciana Hope Huck. Oh, that's a nice name. Luciana I thought that was Hope your Hope. name. I was like, That's well, what I want you guys to call me from now on. No, that's the name of my niece. Great. So if you guys want to send money or anything, I'll get that P.O. Box. Hope is a funny name. Like you would never name. Despair? Yeah, you would never be like. (laughs) Hi, Billy (laughs) Despair Johnson. Are we sure? Let's Google Despair Huck and see if, uh, well, it would probably come up you. (laughs) It's just a bunch of pictures of me like. (laughs) Not posted by you, posted by everyone in your family. That's when when you realize how they really feel about you. I don't want to say Hope is a funny name. It's a beautiful name, but, you know, it's it's an optimistic name. You would never post, you would never give someone a pessimistic name. I think it gives, do you believe in that theory that, like, the name actually gives you a better chance in life? Usain Nagy? Despair. <laughs> no, I mean he's the fastest name that's Bolt. ever existed. His name definitely made him faster. There's a bunch of <laughs> wide receivers whose last name are Hands. There's a bunch. There's oh, dude, for sure. The, um, but even the first name. Well, yeah. Like, a, do you think if your it, uh, name was not Mike? Yeah. If it was like, I don't know, great, just, great second serve, Le- or Lenny. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I, I I think your name has a lot to do with the, the personality that you form. It's interesting to me. I, I, I don't disagree. I, it, yeah. I just it is interesting. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I, I I used to tell a joke about being named Michael back when we didn't have cell phones. You would always have to call someone and say, like, you couldn't just say it's Michael. You have to. It's Michael Costa. I met you because. Because there's so many Michaels, right? I've like most of my life, I felt like I've had to like they call me Costa or call you know I was the guy you know. But if your name is Ashafonte, you know you're not like it's Ashafonte from the remember we met it. No, I know where you fucking are. I'm not gonna forget (laughs) Ashafonte. I got it. So did you go through a phase where you're kind of bummed that you felt like you had a generic name? Did that bother you? I know there's that whole thing when you're a kid, you're like I wish that you know. I remember weird wishes. I remember like. Like not necessarily loving my name, and then this this is just, just a typical child and stupid brain of mine. When I realized that Michael Jordan, that Michael, that his name had the same amount of letters in his first name as my name, I was like, "That's cool." Now, as I got older, I was like, "You know, you just had the same name. Like that's <laughs> why you have." To, I, I, I was like, "He has that number. I have seven or eight, whatever the fuck it is." And I was like, "So once I realized that there was other cool people named Michael, you know, but it." it it, it is a generic. It is Did a generic. Did you ever consider your middle name? Well, my middle name is another thing that makes people laugh, although it's my grandfather's name is Bert. So I couldn't really go with Bert. You, you, so had you thought about it and you're like, no, no it's not. No. No. I mean, okay. do we know any Berts? Kreischer. That's it. Bert Kreischer and maybe Bert Haas at the Zanies of Chicago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. A favorite of many people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's about as many Berts. So oh, no, Bert, there's a guy, Bert Borth. Uh, from uh, Illinois that I and, know. And Ernie know. and Bert. So did you feel like and it's just too... Yeah, no, old, I, I, like an old person's name. I was never name, upset is that why? with my name. It's I just like thought it was a. I my thought, name's Art. I thought it was a generic name. Yeah, well, I used to be upset about Brian, and my middle name yeah. was Patrick. And then I thought, well, maybe I could go with Patrick. Patrick. And then I thought, Patrick. But Irwin. then you really, if you're gonna switch your name, you gotta go full force. Otherwise, they're gonna they're gonna ju- you know you think There's, trolls are bad on the internet. Yeah. You, trolls are just they they existed in middle school so it's like that's so you would really have there's to no fight. hemming and hawn no. with your, yeah you gotta go no i i have a fine name i'm happy with my name and uh most people who know me call me call me costa anyways the biggest challenge with my name is everyone thinks it's spelled with a c 
You know, like goes Costco. Like I guess, or or they go, oh, Was like it? like Bob Costas. No, because uh, he has an S in the end and it starts with a C. So not not like that. Was that Keen? And then he just introduced yeah. you to someone from a different state and then right. walked away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this you know, guy's Kyle, from Indiana. You know, Bye. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not from. Okay, I know what you're doing. Never mind. <laughs> Keen's a classic for that. The introduction and that Pat Keen. Yeah, he no, loves Pat to introduce. Keen. When he wants to leave, he doesn't say I'm out. What he'll do is be like, John, you know. And then you know, Costa, oh, that's a good John, move. You're, John, you're from, uh, you're, from Chicago. you're from Chicago. You're from Michigan, right? Right. right. Probably move. Tigers, Cubs, and then yeah. he just walks and off. Then, and you're like, there was no tie in there. You yeah. didn't, and you realize it's too late. He's just gone. grab two people, say some facts about him, and then leave. <laughs> He's like, gone. hey, you're tall. You're tall. You're from Michigan. You're from Illinois. I'm Michigan. Out. Did you love growing up in Michigan? Yeah, I did. Um, Where at in Michigan? Were you in the- Ann Arbor, Michigan? So oh. it's very easy to be a Michigan sports fan. Um, Is it rabid? The, is it football and basketball? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say rabbit. I thought so at the time, you know, and then you go to like Ohio, LSU, uh-huh. Columbus, uh, and you see that P- Michigan is a great school and most Ann Arbor is very pretentious. It's v- all of my parents' friends, not my parents, were like PhD and, they, you know, they'll sit around and talk about like if the electoral college is still relevant, you know, as a kid. And you're like, right. what the fuck are you guys <laughs> talking about? Uh, and, you know, so it was a good, but, but, but Midwest is a great place to grow up. We had a great yard. We had kids dr- riding their bikes everywhere. I mean, I, I didn't have a bike lock ever. You know, you just threw your bike, whatever, and yeah. your dad said, get these bikes off the lawn. And <laughs> so it was just a great, safe place to grow up. Um, eight months of winter sucked. Seven months of gray sucked. Uh, at what the winter point- only sucked. As you after you got to a certain age, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. There's kid, always it's that. like, oh, that's, that's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. But here's the reason why: because winter to a kid is days off from school, <clears throat> yeah. sledding, yeah. skating, Christmas, yeah. yeah. When it's an adult, it's scraping windows, yeah, yeah. It's, shoveling it's driveways, sho- yeah. it's <laughs> everything about it. Cars is breaking down, car, car sliding down the on the on the black Traffic ice and death. Like it just everything changes. Then you're like, fuck this. I thought it was cool that you could put your beer outside yeah, and it would stay cool. I remember, back, like, on, like when I, on my tennis team in Illinois, like these all these kids would come out from Miami and they'd be like, "We don't have any space for the beer," and it's like, "Idiot, we have all the space for the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't buy enough." Open beer. the front door, throw yeah. it in the snowbank. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. Uh, yeah, this, yeah, you could put stuff in your outside and no one would ever. Well, well, my mom was finding but... like old Miller Light cans for my brother's bachelor party because we after I, the thaw I, I did that I just shoved them all into this snowbank right outside the front door the thaw happens and it's like this she's like ah, there's like five beers yeah. down there I'm like oh neighbor's cat John's party yeah. from six months <laughs> oh, ago <man>. frozen condom <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's fucking yeah. oh, party yeah no, so so you um and, and your youth was uh, mostly sports driven. Yeah, or where did the comedy bug come from? It was sports. From? You know, I always wrote jokes, which was weird. I have like journals of in second grade. I have jokes. You know, really? Yeah. Like, what, what what inspired that though? Um, I I love Saturday Night Live. Okay. Um, and my family was a teasing family. Like we never we never said uh, you you just want to. Turn off your cell phone, or oh, there it is. I don't know where it is. Um, I couldn't find it earlier. Could call. No one will call me for nine days, and whenever I record a podcast, the doorbell rings, <laughs> the, the phone goes, goes off. Yeah, the, yeah the, like the, the plumber rings over. Finally, like, yeah, we've given up. We just yeah. let it be a part of the yeah, show good. at this point. That's I like how you're like, you gonna do something about that, or you just <laughs> nope. Gonna... We let it ring, pretend it's not happening. The That's listeners... the difference between this and professional radio. No, this is professional. We got mic stands. Wow. This is <laughs> once a year. I do a podcast with mic stands. <laughs> this is exciting. 
I have a whole radio background. I can't help. Oh my god! You know what? The show should be called "How Many Times Will Brian?" When will Brian mention the radio radio background? No, I've mentioned it like three times. You've mentioned it every show. You've mentioned it every show for the last like five or six shows. Well, I had no choice because you brought it up. Well, what what does (laughs) radio background mean? You listen to radio in the background, (laughs) or you 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 produce? I have the radio on when I vacuum. (laughs) Uh, Radio background. You've never bothered to fact check. I was waiting for someone to actually call me out on it. (laughs) No, you've talked about the radio station several times. All right, fine, whatever. Remember Midwest. Remember as a I'm, kid I'm, turning the radio on, listen to the snow days to lose the schools. Yeah, what the school closures? Like, okay, Washtenaw County, Washtenaw County, and be like, you know, they go down and like, well, yeah, look at yeah, yes. Oh, <laughs> love that. Grade school was never an issue for me because the school was right across the street. So I mean, uh, they did cancel it like I think maybe twice in my my my. But K, but, K but were, were a lot of other kids just across the street, or was it like? Uh, I mean, a lot of us walked, but yeah. like not really right across. Well, the street. when I worked in radio, we never actually <laughs> uh, read the uh, snow days. We didn't days go then. to school. What do they do now? They don't do they? Do I don't they, even know. I think it's, all internet. Internet. it's the internet. Oh, robo, robo or, call, robo calls and emails, or just text messages. Yeah, text I messages. Bet. It's all alerts. Well, like la- was it last year? Whenever there was with the the bomb, remember the bomb threat and yeah. all oh, LAUSD yeah. shut down. Yeah, it was, it was like it, it was goes, Manhattan and LA. Yeah, I like um, how they didn't they, discriminate. Obviously, they go to the news, but yeah. not everybody wakes up. I don't watch the news in the morning, yeah, so no. yeah, there's robocall. There, like so many. There's Twitter. no way you're missing it. They yeah. send it through everything yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I get all my news off of Twitter. No, yeah. well, yeah. a lot of it anyway. Yeah. I wait for my neighbor to knock on the door and say something's going, even on. though he has no kids. He's like, hey, just want to let you he's know. He's gonna knock soon because I parked right in front of his house. <laughs> John's favorite. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Anyway, so you so was Senate, he out there? No, no but no, Brian Brian, Brian made me kind of feel like it was okay that I, I parked there. Well, because yeah, it's I, fine. I mean, he'll come over. It's fine. He'll come over. But it's fine. Like one of those deals. Well, because I felt if I didn't, because John gets so angry about yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I just don't understand what his beef is. Neither do that, I. Nobody well, it's does. a parking spot. Yeah, that he is. doesn't own. So, what's yeah. fucking, so we're allowed to park. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, correct. I don't understand. Like, and there's shade. It was the only shaded area. That's, that's why I, I felt it's like I 90 the, degrees outside. I took the shade. Yeah. I was very passive aggressive. I apologize. So, <laughs> so writing jokes. So yeah. you're watching Saturday Night Live in second grade, which is interesting because you would think your parents would be like, "That's not really appropriate." They for had a to. Second they grader. had to stop letting me watch it because I couldn't. I couldn't fall asleep. Um, but what else is funny about it is I never once wanted to do sketch. Which was a sketch show. Yeah. I always loved stand up, so I don't really get. Maybe it was just like it, it, the just way the, the way it made me feel. Yeah. I liked, you know. You obviously um, were familiar with stand up as well. If you were writing jokes, so you knew. Sure, I would write what I thought were funny things, and then my mom used to do this thing. And this is so like great mom thing. But every night, not every night, but most of the nights, she would like tuck me in. And she would go, tell me something you're, that you're happy for. You know, tell me something. And I forgot the other ones, but she did usually every night say, D- you know, tell me something you laughed at today. And I can, I can always remember, like, it was like, what a, in some weird way that influenced me. Yeah. Right? You know, that's, that's also smart because usually parents are like, what happened at school today? And your answer is going to be nothing, uh, nothing or someone fell and everyone laughed. Like, that's, and it was always- like, did you do something to help somebody today? And, we, you know, these are all wonderful things. And by the way, I never help anybody now today, so I don't. I don't know. Like this certainly didn't influence me, but I mean, I don't know. She was a social worker, you and that was help like, people by writing your comedy and telling your jokes. There we go. I like because that. people need to laugh. The first live concert I ever went to is makes again no sense, but my mom took me. It was fucking Dennis Miller. I mean, wow, I was really? twelve. And I love Dennis Miller. I can I can still Well he was doing he was doing the news on SNL he's probably. Doing the when news, you were 12. And I just loved I loved the confidence. Yeah. I love the <laughs> arrogance. Scream squab. Yeah. I love the hair and Captain Harry I mean, Duke. You know, I still don't know any of his references. 
You know, he he would do like something on the you know Iran can uh, contra deal or whatever the fuck it was, and I and I would have no clue what right. he was talking about. Real I, Ollie I, North, am I right, people? I mean, DB Cooper walks, and I'm like, what are you? I have no idea what he was talking about. I just heard him uh, do a rant on XM, and I was I was driving, and I wrote down the references. Like, I need to Google all of this. I don't know, <laughs> but I just it made me laugh. It, that, the confidence of that reference, and when you did learn the reference, it was right. Like it was funny, you know. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> your mom actually encouraged you in some ways sure. to continue to Be like. A better she person. saw. She obviously saw that I enjoyed it so much. Enjoyed it yeah. versus going. Yeah. All right, knock it off. Go do your math or yeah. whatever. You yeah. Know? She. Yeah. She, I mean, you know, my mom took me to see. Um, Dennis Miller for the first time. I used to love. She used to take me to see Cosby a couple times. Um, Ooh, yeah, that's he, rough. He gave her a couple quaaludes. And, yeah, you know, like, man. Uh, no, but uh, so there was some encouraging there. But you were writing these jokes, and but so here's the thing. Yeah, it's one thing to write the jokes. Yeah. It's one thing to believe that you're funny. But were you funny? Meaning that like the people you hung out with were they either annoyed by you or were they Do actually you ever forget you're the funny that you're, guy? You ever forget that you're funny because you're in comedy all the time and and every. Like some the other day, I, I I went and did something non-comedy related. It was at a friend's party, and I had like a cocktail, and I was talking with my friend, and I, and I made like people laugh a couple times, and I literally turned to my friend, and I was like, I forgot that I was funny. Yeah, <laughs> like I forgot that, like yeah, because I was I was the kid that was funny, and and it, but but. Now I don't. I'm like, is that gone? And then you go to interact with normal people, and you're like, no, I'm so we're funnier than these people. Do you find that when <laughs> that people actually genuinely get excited when they when they know that they're that you're there and that you're a professional comedian and they're because they they live in a world where whatever the hell they're doing, yeah. there's just not yeah. a lot of that, or yeah. at least there's the one guy that thinks he's funny, but they get more excited when somebody actually does that for a living. And sure. And they, they, they want, want to ask then, 100 questions. I was going to say, yeah. then isn't it the most uncomfortable? It goes from being yeah. like, oh, that's nice to being the most uncomfortable. Uh, no, I don't, I don't want to put the negative spin on it. What I mean is like, just they, they're just excited. Like they're, they, they're fascinated yeah. and they're actually yeah. happy. They're not trying to make you do dance monkey dance, but they're kind of like, they're just, they have this level of like happiness. It happened, la- doing- it happened last night. The guy goes, what do you do? And I go, I'm a stand up comedian. And he, he, he goes, no, for real? And he was he he was pumped, and then I was like, okay, I know the next question is like, uh, you know, do you love Dan Cook or whatever? And so I I moved on. <laughs> but it is nice it is nice that they're excited about it. Um, but I was the kid more in school that when I would be gone for the day and I would come back, the teacher would go. We got so much done yesterday. <laughs> okay. You know, I All wasn't right. Mr. Class Clown, but it was like there you was always a disturber. comment. There was always a comment. There was always a you know like, am I right or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that's what she said, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I probably but, thought that's what she said was really funny. Yeah, no, I I was the same. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I yeah. was I was disruptive all the way through college. Yeah. Uh, there are teachers that oh. would would hate to see me still to this yeah. day because yeah. I was just, and I was never a dick. Well, I was. But not a dick to them. I was yeah. a dick because I was just disruptive. Yeah. Right? I was just trying to yeah. always. Was isn't that a comic's job to disrupt things? I, well, well, in hindsight, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I you mean, know, I had a I had a librarian in grade school. Mrs. Your own personal one? No, that's yeah. amazing. We had a we, yeah, very we had well a butler off. and a librarian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's the and, other and the school was across the street. <laughs> But this lady, Mrs. Cornell, I can't imagine she would still be alive today. But if she is, I hope she's listening. I seriously doubt she listens to the <laughs> podcast. But she told me, uh, um, she's she, actually going to draw pictures for us and send them to the PO box. One, uh, she <laughs> she told me when I was doing something in the library. Our class was in the library, and I was just 
being obnoxious. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was just yeah. taking it too far and yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she kind of just casually said to me, she's like, you know, there's this a fine line between like funny and then annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but you know what? And, 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 I, and I was like, I thought about it. She's like, you don't have to bother people to be funny. Yeah. And I was like, That's good. Oh. You also learned that line at the age of 10. Yeah. Well, you know, I was, like, this was a little, this later. is before 10. This I mean, I remember like, I used to always trying to be funny really hurt people's feelings. And now it still happens. But a lot less. Like I've figured out where that. <laughs> yeah. Edge yes. Is. Right. It still happens. But now but when, when it you're happens, a kid, it's you got to learn that someone gets overly offended by something, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, your feelings suck." Because I'm t- yeah. Right. But, right. But back in the day, you're right. You would be like, "Huh? Right, Bucky? Look at the yeah. teeth." And then everybody's like, "Hey, dickhead! Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That guy's oh, the what? biggest problem is his teeth." And you're like, like "We pointed out of Brian's arms all the time, or yeah. something." Like, I can <laughs> take it because I actually, um, I, I Catholic, raised Catholic. Sure. And I, so and he I, already I hates himself, and I feel bad about that. I, I did comedy at someone else's expense not someone but like you know people that's what's sure. part of the learning curve and some people are, are like and again i agree with you like i've never completely gotten over that you just do it less and less but every mm-hmm. once in a while people are like you need to yeah not take it's, it it's not about it's someone else's expense yeah. here you you are you're funny yeah but why don't you stick to like just funny you don't have to attack somebody well, to get the laugh and you find yourself doing that that kind of thing like around like we're really close friends and like yeah. even then you're like like I don't know why I would say that because I'm no better than that dude. Like, and I'm not you're a, my best friend. Yeah, you know? I, well, yeah. well, but I mean, like, to, about other people. Like, if you're, yeah. I'm with my buddy Tim. It's always like, well, look at this guy over here. And then, and then I immediately come back with, I can make fun of the way people look because I'm a model. Sure, like, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. I, right. Right. I know that I'm no better. And all I was doing was trying to get a laugh out of him. And I would have never done that in front of anyone. Like, it's just, you know, it is. A, it is a punchline. You know, it's yeah. a punch. Like, I think we do. It, there's a target. Yeah. Every joke has a. It's not a hug line, you know. It's like <laughs> the, every tar, every joke has a target. Now, if you make it personal and and directed, you know, it's like it's easier to to, to make your punchline about Trump or like America, you know, right. as opposed to like Steve, <laughs> lazy left eye, you know, like yeah. that is a that is a targeted. Oh, well, oh, yeah. there's also things that like can't be fixed. And you're, you know, sure. people are born with certain things, sure. and that that's just the way people are. And then there's things like America yeah. that can be fixed, yeah. and that should be of the yeah. focus yeah. of something yeah. that needs fixing. Yeah, correct, correct. So you obviously played sports. Tennis was bit was your sport. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and did you when you were the funny guy? Sure, oh, um, all the tennis? way through. Well, no, I'm just saying all the way through high school. What a racket! Was your folk? <laughs> did you? Hey, good one. Did you ever think that? Um, I, I, I want to pursue a career in show business or were you realize, oh, I'm actually talented at tennis and your focus was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I, I was a good athlete in all sports, just like an athletic. See how mid, I brought that in? Mid, I said tennis, but he wanted to make sure we well, knew. No, I, Beyond well, tennis. It was funny because I <laughs> started in middle school. It started to be clear that tennis was like the sport. And then when dad realized that that could maybe mean not paying for college, it was like, hey, okay. uh, bought you some new shoes. Here's a racket. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not playing football this year. Yeah. You know, uh, okay. so which fair enough. And it, but no, I mean, he saw my enthusiasm for the sport. It wasn't like he he wasn't crazy. He didn't pick dad. that because he thought you were the best at it. And go now yeah. you're going to play tennis. It, it, you're like, but I like basketball. Shut up. Yeah, we all <laughs> like winning, and I was winning most at this thing. Right. So let's do that thing. Yeah. Um, Continue the streak. But, but tennis. What I remember from tennis growing up was that the kids that actually 
were good at tennis, I felt like their lives were just sucked up with just tennis practice yeah. all the time. They were like with my other friends that were good at like football and baseball and basketball. Yeah, but- they didn't get sucked away and have a have a guy that took them to the and sure. they were always doing it. Were, were you that guy? Because that those are team sports. Yeah. And you're always around those other guys, and you're like, so you don't feel like you're just absorbed by a sport because there's still a social aspect to it. But even the amount of practice, though, was limited to where right. tennis, I always it's, felt it's, like it's a tennis isolated. kid was always doing tennis. But it's, yes, at, at that time, but now it's it's changed. Okay. Like, if you're a high-level basketball, baseball player, your summers you're are right. tied up. Yeah. You're around. But, yeah. So tennis, people specialized very early. We didn't have a, we were, we were middle class. I didn't have, like, private coaches and all that stuff. Um... But I would argue that if I would have done that earlier in my life, that I probably would have been better later. Okay. I mean, I remember like when I was playing professionally and I would watch some of these kids and I was like, you're just way better at this than me. Yeah. And maybe it's because I didn't actually get good until I was 17. The 10,000 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like also 10,000 focused, well-coached hours. Yeah. Yeah. I was like on the backboard figuring it out by myself, which is you can get you very far. But, you know, I remember like one time I was watching this guy serve and I was like, the mechanics are so perfect. Every time I serve, I scream in pain. Probably (laughs) because, you know, like a pitcher, like you can pitch longer and more efficiently if you have good mechanics. Yeah. So I never thought showbiz was an option at all. I just always enjoyed comedy. I wrote jokes as a way to get away from tennis because you kind of eat, drink and sleep your obsession. And I would write down things that were funny. And then... I got the assistant coaching job at University of Michigan. I was finally in one city. Ann Arbor is this kind of arts community city. Did you go to uh, college? I went to University of Illinois for four years. You did. Graduated from there, Champaign-Urbana. Okay. Yeah. And then you traveled for a little bit? I traveled for about three years. Yeah. Three years. Around the world playing tennis. Okay. Yeah. I would go... In tennis, You back in the day, you would fax the ITF, which was the International Tennis Federation in London, and they would tell you like... All right, you got into these tournaments, but you didn't always know where. Like, like one of them was in Jeju Island in South Korea, <laughs> so you had to like organize that, you know. And you, what you quickly learn is, oh, great, I can get into that tournament, but then I'm going to have diarrhea for nine days, <laughs> right? So I was like, it's better to almost not get into the tournament <laughs> and like not have go to, go to Indianapolis and play qualifying and maybe like not eat, lose thirty five pounds, <laughs> yes. food and not get dehydrated. <laughs> So it was such a fucking learning experience. I mean, you're sharing hotel rooms with 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 other players. So. Right. Yeah, you're not getting like it, a suite to no, yourself. No, you're Some of this for stuff it. is expensive. Oh, you have to yeah. know where you're going. I was in Mexico City one year. I shared a hotel room with this former Northwestern player named Alex Witt. And then the draw comes out, and I'm playing him the next day. So I'm sli- like going to bed like, good night, opponent, you know? <laughs> and it's like, same bed. sleeping with one <laughs> eye open. <laughs> like, like, please yeah, don't yeah, drug me. Yeah. And we agreed that whoever won, because once you lose, you, your tournament's done. You got to go on. And we agreed that whoever, like whoever lost, would get to stay in the hotel. So not only that, I lost, and now I'm going to bed with the guy that beat me. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck is? It's not uh, glamorous. It's yeah. not sexy. It's like it's like featuring. It's it's, it's like featuring. It's like featuring. There's yeah. nothing. You're you're you pay. You get paid absolute shit. You yeah. gotta pay your way there. You gotta. Sometimes they don't even put you up anymore. It's a little John Husky. Yeah, yes. for real. It yeah, is. It yeah. Is. It's like, a little John Husk. Like, uh, um, so, did you ever win a tournament? I won only doubles. I won four professional tournaments as a doubles player. I was a much better doubles player. Who's your okay. partner? There was a, a partner, it's Andy Roddick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a, a player 
named Raven Clawson, who's now currently, and this is what sounds so like a character on Game of Thrones. He, he, Jesus, uh, he's Raven Clawson. He's speaking of names. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, South African. He's top twenty in the world in wow. doubles. Okay, he played an Australian Open final. He almost won the Australian Open. Um, but he, when I quit, and by the way, in my when you have my ranking, you don't retire. You just stop you, playing. You quit. Yeah. yeah. You know, everyone's like, I'm retiring. I'm like, you're not retiring. You're, if, you're, <laughs> if you have three digits in your ranking, you are quitting. Yeah. Uh, Raven stuck with it. And it's been, it was 11 years later he made the Australian Open final. I mean, it's just persi- it was like persistence up the ass. And, but he, and you know, and I like was with like, with anything, if you can hang on, if you, you can, can hang keep on. Doing and it. I didn't want to do that for 11 years. Okay. I'm willing to, to maybe, I think, put in those years in comedy. But tennis, it's just it's too physically and emotionally daunting for me. So you finally are like you're burnt out. You're, you're tired burnt of out. doing this thing. You I'm, get a gig. I'm in back Ann, home. I'm in Ann Arbor. I'm in the same city. There's open mics. I always thought it'd be fun to watch. I used to go watch open mics, and I think a lot of comics started this way. You're never inspired to start by a great comic because you're like, what a great comic! Yeah, it's so I funny. could never be that. I funny. could never be that funny. And sometimes you, we still even feel that way. But I was watching who was doing comedy, and, and you're like, the, and I was like, I know I can do that. <laughs> I know I can be better than that fucking guy. And so I signed up. I got super drunk. Yeah, performed. Wait, uh, is, are you stealing Huck stuff right now? Yeah, it yeah, sounds like sounds John like, Huck's story. Yeah, but that's how you well, start. And I thought I killed, and you know, and then <laughs> how much time did you have to do? Like three minutes, five uh, minutes or something. And our, you know, Michigan's a great place to start. I think the Midwest is a lot of stage yeah. time. Yes, no that's real true. stakes. No, there's no like scout. You know, no. the worst is some of your friends might be like, oh, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you, st- you get suckered into some competition where I'd invite everyone I knew. You know? Did you invite anybody here. out? To, do, now, were you telling people that you were going to go do this open mic or did I you was, keep it? Quiet? I, w- I wasn't because at the time I was coaching Tennis University of Michigan. I was recruiting so you student athletes. Yeah. I'm not going to like go have dinner with some kid's parents and tell them about how. I tell uh, how, fart jokes. You know, and, yeah, like, I'm, look, we're going to build your son into a real man, and it's all about accountability. And then, like, that night, I'm like, doing, have you ever gone down on a girl on her period? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of jokes were you doing when you first went up? Did you did you play to the crowd, or did you actually go to your old notebook and be like, Ooh, I'm going to tell some of these? Second grade, second yeah. grade costume. What's the d- Mrs. Tracy's coloring <laughs> class? Uh, my first joke, I don't know how to answer that, but my first joke ever, I had the host bring me up and say this next comic has has a black belt in karate and then i said yeah crotch karate and then i jumped into the audience and i pretended to karate chop people with my dick <laughs> so what so is that physical <laughs> i guess it's an physical. act out kind of you're doing a little which i don't do now so oh, i don't okay. know i just wrote what i thought was going to be funny and so crotch karate black belt. Karate, crotch karate. Yeah, karate black. Well, I like how I thought it. the host was going to set it up and it was going to crush. <laughs> did so people stupid. did people enjoy getting fake whacked with your dick? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. I think my next joke was uh uh I met a girl she's a virgin. Well, she was a virgin. And then I would go like <laughs> So I it was it was I really responded to arrogance and self-appreciation in comedy. I loved Dennis Miller. I loved Don Rickles. So, you know, when you start, you take what you like, and you yeah. just have no clue how to, ex- how to execute it. No, right. But, that, but so by I went, mixing like, all that stuff together, you find your own You figure voice. your own. But, it but you do this first time. You have a real job. You, yeah. a, a world that you're very, very familiar with. Yeah. You're fucking around with this very unfamiliar world yeah. in these bars doing open mics yeah. or whatever. Um, you do it the first time. Obviously, you get hammered. Yeah. 
that night you say to yourself, I, I'm going to keep doing this? I got off stage and I said to my sister, who was drunk too, who's now <laughs> now 12 years sober, <laughs> that's how good my set was. It made my sister <laughs> go, sobered our- whoa, I got to clean this shit up. I said, uh, that's the most fun I've ever had. Okay. And, and, I, and that's when I kind of clicked like, oh, I wrote jokes in first grade. Like I've always... Like why am I not... A, yeah, yeah, like I, should I think be doing sports this. almost blurred the real vision in a way because it was I was good at it and when did you finally get a legitimate gig how long did it take from the open mics to the persistence of that before I mean, you I probably, actually got a I, yeah, I club got, gig I remember a, a guy came up to me after a couple of open mics and was like do you want to do my club it's got a wood stage and we were like whoa <laughs> like is wow. that a good thing um, and then I did that and then someone hired me at a bowling alley for 20 bucks in the basement and I remember bombing in the basement but you could hear the strikes above you so it was this weird dichotomy of like failure below and but then success. success up there and it was like as to fun but that was that was maybe a year in and then you know till i got a feature gig another two years maybe and then i moved out to la six or seven years in i mean so did you tour were you a touring uh, i was comic? a i would be i would have been a midwest feature at road act and i sold t-shirts and i you know i but then I realized that when I saw kind of who makes it in the Midwest, and I was like, I don't think I want that path. Yeah, because that's have, where it kind of stays there, right? That's, and it, it just gets not every comic, not every comic in the Midwest is this way. But the headliners in general, the super hacky, not funny, not original. And yeah. I was like, I would see that, and I go, I don't want that path. Well, that's what you I would class. The, yeah, no but, offense to those people, but I would classify that as survival comedy. It's yeah, a gig. It's yeah, a job. Yeah. It's like I know yeah. I know what I can deliver to these clubs for their two drink minimum or whatever yeah. they want out of yeah. it. Make my paycheck. I know exactly how much money I'm going to make this year. Yep. And I, I, it's kind of sad in some ways because you feel like they've given up on their whatever sure. it was that drove them, or sure. maybe that's as good as it was ever going to get for them. But what, what for you? You're out there and you're featuring. What made you say, all right, you know what? I'm giving up what I got. Yeah. A, a, a stable job where I know I'm good at something and I'm going to, I'm out of here. I I'm remember, going. I remember, um, and again, everything seems big at the time. Now you look back and you're like, what? That was, that was, it was nothing. But, but I guess at the time it was everything because it was. I entered the Washington, D.C. comedy festival. Doesn't even exist. It's prob- it was probably exactly like these tiny festivals that, you know, that, but, you, but it, was, it felt real. They had a logo, you know? Yeah. I entered it. I got into it, and I asked my head coach at Michigan. I said, hey, well, I know we're playing Indiana Purdue this weekend. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but can I go do the Comedy Fest? And he was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, you're an employee of the University of Michigan. It's a big match and big matches for us. And then when he said no, which he should have said no, he 100% should, but I was furious at him. For, you know, it's like when your dad's like, no, you have to do the job. Yeah. It's uh, called youth. It's and called you get yeah, Exactly. Uh, I said, okay, this is my last year coaching and I'm going to pursue this. And so I what think. What was the look on his face when you said well, that? Well, I told him, I didn't tell him right then. I told oh, him later. Okay. He, he, he's been supportive of me. Oh, okay. He's come. Yeah, yeah. He, he was good. I didn't want to be a, a, tennis, a college tennis coach. College athletes. College coaches, excuse me, you are so, your entire success and failure, your happiness is all reliant on whether or not 17-year-old boy high school students decide to go to your college. And it never stops. Every year, recruiting sucks. They think they're men, they're boys, and they sometimes decide to go to your school, and lots of times they don't, and it fucking sucks. And I, I wish... 
I would be a college coach if you could get out of recruiting. And that's what the pros is, essentially, I think. There's no recruiting. That's why a lot of guys don't want to go back to college. They just don't want to have to visit all these houses and talk the same talk over and over again. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. And it's you you, you get to the point where you're lying. You don't want to lie. Uh, of course, I'm never going to leave this job. I'm going to be here for your son every single day. You know, yeah. it, it, it's just tough. Yeah, it's tough. So that's kind. Of, and then I got into the Aspen Comedy Festival, which was a big thing at the time. While still in no, Michigan. no, like a year later, I now, submitted tapes. This is after you what, moved. Yeah. Do you know what year that was? 2006 was the last year. So the last year that HBO would did it. Correct. It was the U.S. Comedy Arts Festival. Correct. And had you done anything? I must have other driven you around then. You were a driver. I was a van driver. Shut I, up. I, I drove for that festival for like three or four years. I remember I flew in a day early for some reason, and everyone else's flights got delayed because of weather. So I had four shows booked. I ended up doing nine. I had maybe four and a half minutes. I mean, I I could barely stretch to the five. So that festival, I mean, they saw the exact same set for me, you know, everywhere. But I was green. It was exciting. And I I showcased for the, the... the buyer or the booker then in Chicago and I drove to Chicago and did it and it just went well. So, and then I moved out here thinking all the, everyone told me to move out here, you move out here, move out here. And all these agents, well, yeah, we can't wait to see you. We got this for you. We got this for you. I moved out here. I called everybody. No one called me back. And it was like, Oh, Oh shit. You know, <laughs> did you know anybody out here when you decided not to move re- out here? No, not really. No, no. So were you a, not even one friend couch crasher? What did you end up doing? No did you save your money crashing. and got your own place? And Craigslisted with a gay Israeli <laughs> jewelry designer. And I used to always feel guilty calling him an asshole because he was gay. And I was like, no, wait a second. Gay yeah. people can be bad people, too. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. His was a bad person. He was a bad fucking... Now, when you say bad, <laughs> so you go on a Craigslist, Los Angeles Craigslist, yeah. you're living wherever. You're, you're still in an arbor at this time? a bad person online? I and what, know. he says he's renting a room or something like that? Or needs he's a room? renting a room on Formosa and Fountain. Oh, all right. I walk... I, I drive my Honda Civic to L.A. From Michigan. From Michigan. Two things happen within five... I, I park... I uh, the key isn't ready for me or some shit. I have a bike on my car. I take the bike off. I lock it to the gate. Okay. I walk down a Jones Cafe or not Jones Formosa Cafe. You know yeah. Formosa Cafe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll get something to eat or whatever while I'm waiting for this key to be made. I walk in. I see Andy Dick. <laughs> he grabs my nipples. <laughs> I've been in L.A. three minutes. Okay, three minutes. I'm from Michigan. I don't know. I, I've, I, I don't know. He grabs my nipples. He says something like, "This this kid's cute." He had a he had a tether on his ankle at the time. I mean, a, t- a tether or like a house arrest bracelet. I, I don't know. I don't know the difference. Okay. But but this was there was a a, a black box attached. Oh to yeah his yeah. Ankle. That's a that's a that's a house arrest or a sober house type. And and I guess looking back, people tell me like I guess he used to just go on these fucking benders benders epic, and epic. people would see him everywhere around Hollywood. So I was like, holy shit, that's Andy Dick. I don't get a, I, I hang out with it, whatever. I go back up to my uh, new apartment. The bike that I had locked on the gate now has someone else's lock on the bike. Okay. <laughs> like a different lock. It has my lock also, but it's a different lock. So I'm like yelling, like, what happened? This <laughs> Russian woman comes. I'm this is literally like Welcome to West Hollywood. <laughs> She's screaming at me. I don't. I could, over the course of time, I can find out that she was mad. I locked the bike on her gate. Uh, you know, I don't know. 
I'm like, okay, can you unlock it? She goes, no, I'll unlock it when I want to unlock it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. But this is welcome to Hollywood. I mean, it's like I had no fucking clue everyone was crazy. <laughs> of course they're crazy. This is a Craigslist. I go up. The guy's, you know, he's very nice and gay at the time, but he's just a fucking dick and his roaches everywhere. I'd wake up every morning and turn the lights on and they would all fucking scatter. Uh, they, they, they'd go into the bathtub and they'd go into the uh, sink and... Uh, yeah, I, I I spent a lot of time back in the Midwest when I first moved here. It was it was too tough. You drove back, or no, you would leave I would your fly stuff there back, and, then... and I would do like three week runs, you know, or work at clubs. And now, I, I guess it, I guess it was good because I could only handle that this life for short periods. And I hear people now that move with their friend and they get an apartment, and I'm like, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I buddy up with somebody and move here? I mean, it was so tough by yourself. But it that is, will, but it builds the... I, I, this is going to sound cliche, yeah. but it does build the character. Yeah. It determines whether or not you're willing to survive all this bullshit yeah. Yeah. or not. Yeah. It seems like, and we've talked to a lot of people about this and shared our own experiences, that that's just part of the game. If you're yeah. going to come out here... Yeah. I mean, yours is a little bit funnier than most, but... <laughs> But the point is that, you know, that's the kind of shit you have to put up with yeah. if you want to stay here. Yeah. It's, and it doesn't really ever go away. You just learn how to navigate. Yeah. And you, you've, you figure it out. You, through people, through connecting with people that you trust, they say, hey, man, why did you get a roommate off of Craigslist? You know, they say like, and you go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. But yeah, it, it, the hardest part of making, quote unquote, making it in comedy isn't necessarily performing on stage. It's not. The it's stage all this time. other shit. Where was the first gig you did out here? Out Do you remember? Here, um, you know, I went to the. I went to. I think at the time it was maybe Chuckle Monkey. Is that still a website? Yes. Is yes. Chuckle Monkey was before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because that was like now the comedy bureau or whatever. But it had a list of all the things. The open mics and the and the yeah. stages. It. This is a book room. This yeah. is an open mic. You got to sign yeah. up at this time and like. So I would go do some of those. I remember like the first memorable thing that happened to me in comedy was I went to this comedy store open mic which used to be a Sunday 6pm sign up and they would post at 7 who made it now keep in mind I'm not I'm not like saying this uh, arrogantly but I had been on live at Gotham which was a, a television credit this is when, when did you move out here by the way 2007 8 okay, okay. yeah so right. you'd already done live at Gotham I've done live at Gotham and I had done the US Aspen Comedy Fest. So I had a couple like legit way more than the people you're signing you know, up mo- with, with. Yeah, these mics. most you know, well, you know, I'm not saying I was funnier, but I had a couple things, and that's kind of Which, what helps. As you, you learn, means yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't nothing. Mean, yeah, doesn't mean yeah. To exactly, some exactly. out here. So I signed up. I didn't make it. I was like, well, that sucks. Um, but I'm like, let's watch the show and see who makes it. So I'm in the back watching the show, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty brutal. And then this homeless man had signed up, and. At least he appeared homeless to me, and they kept calling his name, and he, he like he wasn't there, but he was in the bathroom, uh, washing his feet and his body in the bathroom. So he signed up to use the bathroom. Yeah, and he made it. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh shit, this isn't this is harder than I thought. I thought I was like I got a TV credit, sign up, you know. No, the homeless guy who signed up got, it, and he's like, it was probably Boom Shakalaka. Now that I look back, I was going to say it yeah. probably they was. had a couple. I don't, I, I don't know if they still survive or on there. There was another guy that had like a a beard, and he had like severe OCD, and he kind of wandered around a uh, gray haired, bearded fella, yeah. long hair. But there, there was a couple. There guys was a there guy there. that had half a face. Oh yeah, I yeah. remember that guy. Yeah, and I talk about him sometimes on stage. Um, 
He, he, you know, truly, it was half a face. Someone told me that he, he tried to kill himself with a handgun and he went under the chin and didn't, didn't execute. Doesn't work. You know, which is why you got to put it in your mouth. You know, make sure you, but, uh, I do love that joke. But though. don't ever put a gun in your mouth. Right, legally. Le- yeah. Don't ever do this either. This is a bun- putting the gun sideways to your eyes. A lot of people just blow their eyes off. Okay. <laughs> You're still alive. But don't even try it. No, don't try to it. To see if you get it right. Yeah, right, okay. right, right. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> You so you didn't. What are you selling ads on this? Blow thing? their <laughs> eyes off. You, uh, but you didn't have. So you did not have representation. That was the one thing that you. That, and again, it, back then, just so you know, I mean, obviously, being coming from the comedy store, they didn't accept that. You, you couldn't have a rep calling anyway. He's going to get you stage yeah. time there anyway. So, I mean, but, I would have just as much luck calling myself and saying, "I'm yeah. I'm Joshua Goldstein," which yeah. meant nothing. Yeah. Um, there was a lawyer. There was a lawyer that took a liking to me at the Aspen Fest, mm. and to his help, Greg Gelman. He made calls and set me up with some managers. Okay. And I ended up eventually signing with some people. So I probably didn't need, I probably should have gone through the comedy store in a different path than the signing up for the open mic because I knew enough comics. And like, you know, in my class in Aspen, it was like Kurt Fox, TJ Miller, Eric Andre. You know, I could have, these were my friends. Yeah. I could have asked any of them. Yeah. But you kind of show up and wanted to like do it on your own a little bit. So. Well, which is, I think, says a lot about you. You weren't looking for handouts or favors. You I were like, so. I just want people to see me on stage and realize how funny I am. Who I'm was looking for him now? Well, right. Yeah. Right. Who was the first person that you did not know when you came out here that you actually still like community? Like when you got out here, the first person you're like, all right, I kind of like this person. I don't know. What, you- P- Peter Berman was the first comic that helped me. I don't know if you guys know Peter mm-hmm. Berman. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen him in eight years but he was the only guy that was like call me when you get out there and i'll try to help you and he's like i got this for you i got this for you and and they were no fucking home runs but it was work and it was a nice guy reaching out and it was someone to sit in a car with for two hours and just be like am i a crazy person and he would go no you're not this was how it is for me too so he was he was great um and then tennis Always rears its head, you know, wow. like tennis, because because it's just as something that isn't comedy. And a couple tennis friends reached out, and all of a sudden, I had a community of people that wasn't comedy while I was figuring out comedy. That really helped the living part, yeah, like correct. actually yes. just like going having out a life. And, yeah, and correct. Yeah. To socialize. With hey, people do you want to have drinks t- tomorrow? Like, oh my god, I would love to have drinks and t- right. Yeah, because yeah, with yeah. comics, it's just like, I'll just see you at the next gig, and yeah. that your socializing is all gigs all and gigs. nothing else, you yeah. know, or talking about gigs while you're grabbing a cup of coffee. Like that's. Yeah, or I gotta go. I got another spot. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Which is why I like. Which is why I like this. The breakfast that we do. It's like not always a, a gig, even yeah. though we end up sitting around talking about fucking. Well, gigs. to some extent, but yeah, yeah you know, just so people always. understand, you 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 decided to op- kind of create like a little gathering, a circuit, yeah. if you were, where people can just kind of just come and socialize because a lot of comics don't get out of the house. We don't get out. They of don't the know house, what to do. They don't, or we only socialize if we're drunk, which you know, mea culpa. Yeah, uh, but it's just a way to hopefully get out of the house and connect with humans, and just no. Like, I, I feel appreciate depressing. it, man, because it's it fun. is it is something that like I do need to get out. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's <laughs> it's not easy, man. I don't. I'm not a social person anymore. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, I'm 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 in a very weird place with comedy too. Like yeah. like I every, I've done a show every night for the last week, and they've all been. Awful garbage. You know, when I was Awful. on radio, I didn't wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I got a, I got a spot last night. I got there. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm, suck. I'm supposed to be here, and they were like, oh, okay. Well, you can, oh, okay, you can go on last and do three minutes. I was like, okay, and I just went home. Yeah, I just turned around and left. Well, that's bullshit. 
Well, it was just weird. Like it's just three minutes. I was like, I you're beyond all that uh, shit. But it goes back to what you're talking about. Yeah. About you believe that you're accruing points, yeah. kind of like tennis, yeah. and you're not. Yeah. Like sometimes you yeah. find out you've accrued absolutely nothing. nothing, zero points. Or someone will be like, "Hey, come to this show," and you get there, and I think I've joked about this on the show one time where I drove all the way down to San Diego, like two and a half hours from oh. here to do a gig, and it was me, my buddy that came with me, and Tig Notaro. Yeah. That was there was nobody in the bar. Yeah, except for the guy that booked it, and he gave me the oh, you know, normally yeah, last week I'm, yeah. I'm always that guy. Oh man, yeah. last week, dude, it was packed in here. Like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll go but on to these but six again, people with their back things, turned. Those things, that's part of I know. This. But see, There's, I feel like, but I feel like I've I've paid those dues. Like I used to go up anywhere and everywhere I could as many times a week as I possibly could, and then it stopped being helpful. Do you know sure. what I mean? Like, I'm trying to grow as an artist. I'm trying to be a better comedian. Me rambling through um, stories or jokes I've told a thousand times to fucking people who aren't interested yeah. doesn't feel like it's helping me. Some of it is you got to pay your dues, and some of it is we got to be smarter. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's on me. I mean, yeah, I, no, and, and whoever that person was, like, you're not going to do that club again or whatever right. that show. You know, that person's off the list. We all made the mistake of driving three hours in, yeah. for some jackass. Yeah, you always do. And then it's like, okay, don't be the idiot that keeps doing that. Yep. You I know, stopped you, immediately. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's. Yeah. It, it so, is, how did you build get, your career? I, oh, ahead. sorry. No. But to say, but then I get fucking upset if I don't have any gigs lined sure. up. And then I'm like, well, Jesus, am I even a comedian? Yeah. You but, are a comedian. But that's but like, yes, uh, yeah. but I just, I have, I'm just going to have to be smarter and only really do things that I think are going to allow me to. Like, if I'm not enjoying myself, how the fuck is the audience going to enjoy yeah. it? Like, yeah. there's just no way. It's just disturbing. I mean, LA's hard because you won't, nothing will happen for a year or a year and a half or two years. And mm-hmm. then in one day, three things will happen. And that'll keep you hanging on and keep for you the next two, six three years. years. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it probably would be more beneficial instead of driving to San Diego or whatever to. Go to the comedy store for an hour. You know, maybe maybe you can put up with the bullshit networking thing if you just give yourself an hour. Yeah, you know, like I always feel like well, I don't, really don't want to go to the improv and just stand there and talk. To okay, well then go for twenty minutes. You yeah. fucking idiot. You can do twenty minutes. You yeah. can always pretend you have to be somewhere else. And again. you always end up driving home after doing that and being like, you know, I saw that guy I like. Yeah. That is the always, thing. always, Every always, single always. time I make the effort. Yeah, <clears throat> and go out for yeah. like twenty minutes, an hour, yeah. just like you said, like. And for the store, for me, it's the traffic and the parking. That's annoying. Parking is a is the biggest <clears throat> reason to not do it. Right, but then like the improv, it's a little easier to park. But you're right. Just go twenty minutes because every time I'm like, oh man, I saw, I talked to TJ. I hadn't seen him yeah. in a while. I talked to so and so. I hadn't seen him in a while. You just and you also go and I still hate that guy. Yeah, I and I, I never need it. to see that dude again. <laughs> but I, yeah, exactly. again. Yeah, but yeah, no. You're. I'm you're, saying this as much to me as I am to. <laughs> I mean, I no, no. you know and so. But you eventually, um, so y- y- you kind of do the, where was the, um, I don't know, not the breaking point, where did, where did everything kind of turn over where you became the headliner? You're, sure. You got your name on the wall at the Comedy you Store, name correct? on the wall at the Comedy Store. I so, mean, I mean there's, me, there are high points here, Yeah, obviously, uh, comedy, out here. I mean, I would say that I use the road as my stage time, because yeah. I quickly found out that here it was like, unless, you, unless you're one of 5% of the comics here that gets consistent stage time, it was too hard. So... I sacrificed time in L.A., and I would go on the road. And I missed some things. I missed some opportunities that were here in L.A., and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to... 
And so then I, when I had opportunities to showcase for Comedy Central and The Tonight Show, I felt like I had really polished good material. So one, one, probably the most obvious breaking point was Hermosa Beach passed me. So I perform- comedy and Magic comedy, Club. Comedy and Magic Club. So I performed there a lot. They give you these great tapes. It's a difficult stage to get on. So I have these great sets I could send out. Um, they liked me. They invited, at the time, Jay Leno's Booker down. He liked me. And then I got on The Tonight Show, and I had a good set. That... That's what really moved things forward. Yeah. Then Tommy at the comedy store, Mitzi saw your set. She loved it. And then I got passed. And again, that was all in like a month. I've been yeah. here for three years. You know, it was like, so that helped, that helped a lot. Um, and also, though, I, I, for me, it was very important to tape, get good tapes. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what you don't call them tapes, but it's still important. Yeah. Get you a good fucking tape. Send it out like it. It for me, it worked, and I think to me, audio is more important than video. I think if it, it needs to sound really good, yeah, I think I agree. So, so, and what ultimately now that you've been out here about eight years or whatever, yeah. what's the next step for you? Like, what's the goal? What's the end game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd love to host a television show. That, okay. Well, that's, you've, you've I, now you've gotten. I've done some. Yeah, what I'd be mean, besides you had the comment section, but I you mean, did something before that. I was on a show. I was uh, on Fox Sports One's show called Cro- ah, Crow Goes Wild. That's right. That's when you moved to New York with Regis Philbin. Yeah, yeah, it was sweet. It was sweet. It was super fun. It was a lot of people. It was six people on the sh- on the panel. But it was a lot of fun. Regis was the host. We had amazing guests, you know, like Dr. J, Mike Tyson, yeah, uh, John McEnroe. Oh, you know, it was just like great guests. I mean, we had the Fox name. Yeah, we did 176 live television shows. I don't think anybody saw one of them. I I watched a few of them because okay, thank you, John. I I always <laughs> thought you were funny even before I really knew you. And then when I saw you had that show, I was like, oh. Yeah, I guess I heard he played tennis, so I yeah. was like, "Yeah, he's yeah, an a, he's an athlete. So he knows works. what he's doing." And yeah. and then it just it was funny, man. I enjoyed it. And then I saw you in New York, and I was like, "Hey, congratulations on that!" And you're like, "It's canceled." And I was like, <laughs> oh, not, "It's not your fault." Oh. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stylistically, with your comedy, do you ever feel like when you're uh, doing shows and you're meeting other comics that they're like, "Is this guy going to be an asshole to me?" Because sure. you're not. You're like sure. one of the nicest, Thank like. You. I, I, remember, I can't remember the first time I think I met you. It may have been at Barney's Beanery or something like that. Which, but I wasn't quite sure about sure. you. But then you start talking, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's fucking as I mean, normal and nice as you get. You're you know? a you're a balanced, normal person. So you're you're open to like, oh, let's talk to him for a sec. <laughs> you know, oh, I'd make your own decision. Right. But some of these like super self conscious, bitter, angry comics like just have decided based off of a tweet or. What as a they all do, as, yeah. or that I this shave, or that I shave and and, yeah. and like to work out, that I'm going to be a cock to them, and it's like you can't win. I'm not trying to win anybody over, but you right. just you know I'm a nice dude, uh, and, humble. But you, but you, but you. I mean, but, I think I'm a nice guy. I mean, yeah. You notice that that some people sometimes based, based on you know, stylistically happens. they sure you know. And I again, I appreciate comedy based on arrogance. There's nothing more arrogant to me. There's nothing funnier than arrogance because we're going to die anyways. Yeah. Like to think that you're better than something <laughs> is, is the point yeah. of funny because yeah. you we're all dead. Yeah. We're all going to die. So to me that's what's funny. And I can't self-deprecation is great, but it doesn't always work. A lot of it's based on image and how you look at it. Well, I was going to say if you go up there and you're like, "I can't get laid. I'm so horrible." Look, everyone be like, ah, fuck I mean, this. Neil Brennan used to do this joke about how like the economy's so bad, or the banks are going to lose your money. He's like, "What? Lose all my sixty-two dollars?" And everyone would laugh. And I was like, 
Fuck you. You I know yeah. you don't have sixty two dollars. <laughs> like, 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 I, I, I don't think he does it anymore, but I'm like, yeah, I, he I've, probably doesn't. I've said it to him. I'm yeah. like, stop doing that joke. It's not it doesn't as, work for me. And that's a, like as you get, you know, as people come up and they get more, they're like, more notoriety, more yeah. money. Those jokes about your appearance and how shitty your life is, yeah. they don't work. So well, you that better gets tougher. You better yeah. work on making your precious life the fun life funny. Like I remember Seinfeld had that joke about like sitting in coach when they closed the curtain on first class and it was so funny and it's like well he probably flies fucking private now. Oh yeah, yeah. now he has his own. <laughs> you can't do he jokes on private. Jet. No. Yeah. yeah, you can't do jokes. Don't you hate when you're on a private jet and they're <laughs> out of Belvedere? Yeah. Like <laughs> fuck. Right. So when you try to um, move to the next part of your career, um, do yeah. you find it because you've obviously you've you've got the stand up. Sure, but you need you want something else now too. There's another carrot. Does it get? Yeah. How do you how do you balance that and not get too frustrated? Because as you know, in this business, you're going up to another level. Sure, where every opportunity is less and less. You thought it was hard getting stage time. Sure. It's even harder to get FaceTime with sure. people, right? I mean, I don't know the answer to that at all. I mean, but for you, how do you deal with it? Poorly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I. I but you know you can't. But you know you. But you pull back on your history and go. I'm not giving up because I obviously. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I'll ever give up comedy. You know, it's a matter of, um, do I do comedy living in a house in Michigan that has a yard and a in a you know, or do I stick with it here? And I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. And I'm not trying to sound pessimistic, but no. but it's 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 such an interesting time in television because what is television? Is yeah. it internet? Is it you know, I watch mostly the internet on TV, Netflix, yeah. HBO, even though those, that's traditional TV, it's through the internet. And now there's all these like apps coming out. And, and so I wanna, I've always wanted to host a show. I would, I would be very happy with a long-term, funny hosting job. But guess what? Probably a lot of people would be. So, so that's what I'm trying to do. No, but and, you also have that kind of personality that's like right to host a show. Like, and I'm not saying you're Jimmy Fallon or anything like that. But the 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 like that affable, like all right, you know, yeah. you're not like like you know, I don't. It'd be, it'd be probably a little bit much if I hosted a ten, like the Tonight Show and people were like, uh, take, all right, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, They'd get I, a little get sick it. of it. Whereas like. A guy like you come out and be friendly and make fun of some people and have some fun. My, and people still think you're a genuinely uh, normal thank person. Thank you. My dad owned a travel agency and he used to take tours of people to these 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 trips. Like we'd go to Wimbledon, and my dad would bring all the kids, and he would go to like the Westminster Dog Show and the Philadelphia Flower Show. And I would sit in the back of the of the motor coach, and my dad with all these people that bought tickets to my dad's event. My dad would grab that stupid motor coach microphone, and, just, and he go. He always had these terrible jokes about Philadelphia's fountain, and then and these people would laugh. And I remember being like ten and being like, "That looks like fun to me. Like I want, you know, you basically just want to be your fucking dad. Yeah, I want to sleep with my mom <laughs> and I want to be my dad. That's well, all we're trying to do. No, but I mean, I saw my dad tell like uh, yeah. he was a storyteller. When he told stories, people listened and they yeah. like hung out. And even then, when there were yeah. stories that I, we, me and my brother had heard. Over and over and over again, they were animated. There was little act outs. There was na- like so I got a different, pu- a little bit of a better punchline every time. Yeah, yeah, and then the specific names always stuck with me. Like the guys, he would be oh, Donnie Slupsky on the corner, <laughs> wiping his nose on his jacket. Like just the weird names it. that he would bring up and always like include. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you see that, and you see other people being drawn to that, and and the attention it gets, and you're like, oh. Okay. That'd be cool. And also, my dad made fun of himself a lot. A like, lot. He yeah. was the butt of most jokes, yeah. and him and his buddy would go back and forth. And that kind of that was very Midwest. But I saw that, and that's 
I mean, that's pretty much what my humor is. It's very, self, it's very self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny. So for you moving forward, I mean, obviously, you, you know, for now, you're, you get to host Noah's Bagels, which is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really... <laughs> Don't say the location, dude. TMZ showed up yesterday. <laughs> what heard. the fuck was that, dude? I'll, uh, we should talk about that off air, but yeah. what, what, what was that? I don't know, but I think I'm going to be on TMZ Sports. On, okay, that's good. Sports. That's yeah. good. See, his hat pays off. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, but so, I mean, are you, do you see yourself out here as a, a very social person or do you see, is that what drove you to do the, no, to, to, to get I people was, together? No, or? I was feeling like I wasn't doing a good job with that. Okay. You know? Yeah. I wasn't, um, I'm happiest when I connect with people. I think most people are that way. And I was like, we need to do something. And I would always try to do things at night. Like I'd get the fight. Hey, comics come over. And it would be like. A dude, you know, or I got a show, I got a show, I got a show, or it was just, it was just tougher. And I was like, it's tough to come up with a reason you can't get a fucking bagel at 11 a.m. Yeah. I mean, unless you're really on set and some people are great. No, look, or, if you're, but that's the idea. If you're working, more power yeah, to you. Good. If you're on the road yeah, you or if you've got bagels a TV the, show or yeah. you're doing a commercial or something, that's great. Yeah, yeah you get free bagels. <laughs> bagels Enjoy your good. free bagels and your paycheck. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but like, it's nice that if you don't have anything going on, you can still like, and for me, it's, I'm not going to lie, it helps that it's, I can walk there. Yeah, of course. You know what if, I mean? Yeah, I, if it was in Culver City, hey, yeah, you'd still come every once in a while. Every once in a while I would. Would. Yeah. I would probably drive Nicole to work and then yeah. stop by or whatever. But I just, getting a little bit older, realized like the the, the most fun is is hanging out with people and and the best networking is always when you're not networking. Yes, like you always know that guy you play golf with that's like second hole. Like, so what do you do? I got a guy for you, and you're like, that's this is not how we're gonna do it. Yeah, we're gonna fucking play golf, and then eventually, three years from now, maybe we'll be <laughs> friends. You know, like. So take it slow. And and by the way, the, the, the bagels thing has already paid off. I've done uh Joe Kilgallen's podcast and your podcast. Oh, I so mean, I just good. I just can't see it getting better than this. Well, it won't. Uh, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this is the highlight for this you. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it sounds like at least you're staying level headed and you're very uh, hyper aware of your of your surroundings. Sure. You, do you still try to do what what what's your ratio of like in town out of town? Like how much do you I'm I'm you know, I should say the, the the thing I'm most thankful for is I've had agents throughout the years that have booked me. And so I get two weekends a month that I can go on the road and sharpen my skills. And, you know, John Huck's looking at me right now like he wants to slice me with a knife because <laughs> because I've been there too where you're a funny person that should be on the road and you try to book yourself and it's fucking hard. Yep. It's really fucking hard. So I'm very thankful that and probably my TV stuff is really the reason why they keep booking me on the road yeah, because that you know, oh, you know, that helps, helps. You still got to be funny sure. and hold so, your own. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah. to come back, you can get that first. Oh, he was on TV, yeah. and then it's like, yeah, but who the fuck cares? Because he sucked. Yeah, then you, you got to be funny. Yeah. You got to be funny. So for me, the road has always been something that allows me to have some money, pay my rent. So I do about two weekends a month. They're all posted on michaelcosta.com, and uh, yeah, they're not all glamorous, but uh, and. It's easy to drink too much on the road. Easy. So easy. It's a trap, dude. And it's not even, for me, it's like, it just happens in the hotel room when I'm by myself. It happens anywhere you <clears throat> want it to happen. You're, you're, you're at a yeah. fucking, your own fraternity for the weekend. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. But you got to be smart about it. Yeah. 
Well, dude, thanks for coming in. Thanks, guys. Yeah, dude, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, uh, I appreciate it. Um, anything else you want to pimp? Or are you are you a straight up? Or just go to your website, and you can find everything from there. I have a podcast called the Worst Birthday Podcast, which John Huck has been on. Yeah, and it's a fantastic <clears throat> story. Yeah, I a friend of mine from college hit me up on Facebook, private messaged me, and was like, "Hey." Got picked up by a friend today. This was like a week ago. She was like, I got picked up by a friend today. I jumped in his car. Your voice was coming through the speakers. And I was like, are, are you listening to John Huck? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, this is a podcast I listen to called the Worth, Worst Birthday Podcast or Worst Birthday Ever Podcast. Yeah, Worst Birthday. You just tell me your worst birthday. And, and uh, John's is great. Uh, I forget what episode it is, but it's, it's really fun to listen to. Also, maybe not a lot of people know this about John, but the day he was born... His grandfather passed away. Yeah. Did you know that? No. Um, can I tell you Imagine something? Imagine that, being his, his dad. That's, you gain yeah, a son, lose your father yeah. the same day. That's Awkward fascinating. Day. Awkward day. Can I tell you guys something pretty morbid? Uh, this, so the day I was born, my grandfather uh, died. And the day my brother was born, my dad's best friend, our neighbor, his father died. Weird. Okay. The day my parents were married, my mom's father passed away. No shit. Yeah. So like... Tragedy comes after yeah. big celebrations yeah. in our family, like real quick. Like, so my brother and his wife went in last Saturday, the 30th, to start inducing labor for their baby. And I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Who's next? Yeah. Like, my mom is in way too good a shape. She's got a social life. She's out there partying all the time. Like, she's, she's top, she's at the top of her game right now. Yep. And I'm like, that leaves me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I literally went to this website that helps you um, uh, put out tweets, like timed tweets. And I set two tweets to go out at 12 and 12.15 on the 31st in case I died in my sleep that night, the day. It would go out. Yeah. They, I thought you went to a web website where you could talk about your feelings instead yeah, of like yeah. preparing yeah. for your tweet, death. Social no, tweet. no, I literally like. What uh, was it? Social crowd torch? Or it what was it, like so, tw- Twitter indie? Or? So what was the tweet then if you died? Uh, well, uh, one of them was just like. A picture hey, of Tupac. It, yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's yeah. A peace sign. Hashtag. Yeah, whatever. That's it was fine. just a picture of my dick. Oh, good. <laughs> so check out worstbirthday.com. You can listen to John Hux. It's really good. Yeah, and it's a, it's a funny uh, idea for a podcast, too. Thank so. you. Uh, go see Michael Costa whenever you can uh, live. He's very funny. You won't be disappointed. Uh, Kate Pook gets out next week, and I'm an unk. All right. That's All right. cool, man. Congratulations. Full Recap. circle. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. <laughs>